Friday. Good morning, everyone. There's a word called obedience. Yeah. A lot of times we miss out because we did not follow the instructions we were given. Sometimes there is a voice that speaks to us and tells us to move this way, go that way, do this thing. And we don't listen and we self-inflict. Well, this morning, I'm choosing to start it off this way by giving thanks to our Creator, God. I was so instructed. Cause all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so Of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire and in darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. I have lived in the goodness of God. Hey. Cause all my life you have been faithful. Oh yes you have. And all my life you have been so, so good. Every I just want us to stop for a second and think about the 23rd Psalm if you're familiar with it. And one part of it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fare no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. But I want us to go back to the part that says, Yea, though I walk through. 
God never said we wouldn't have trouble or trials or tribulations, face challenges or encounter circumstances. But He will help us to get through them. It is in those states that we find our strength, build our resilience, gain wisdom and courage. So don't fight the bat, don't fight them. Embrace them and understand that as you're going through them, you're not standing or sitting in them, but going through them. He is with you. And after you get through whatever it is, understand there's always a victory. Kicking it off with some gospel music as we continue to celebrate Women's History Month. Today is the last day of March.
he will definitely do it folks you can have that victory just trust and believe this is the voice of Corin Hawthorne won't he do it yes he will Got a request to pull this one back up, and I am gonna be obedient. you have on your side folks choose carefully From abandoned to abundant. From lost to loved. Your test will be your testimony. Oh, 
And we're never gonna stop walking. We're gonna keep moving. All right. Just gonna squeeze in this one from Mary Mary. And then we'll go ahead and let you know what's coming up. All the stories from around the world. Started off this set with CC Winans, the goodness of God. We had Yolanda Adams, be blessed. Corin Hawthorne, won't he do it? Yes, he will. Victory, Yolanda Adams. This is Mary Mary walking. But I say with walking you can't go wrong Feel good Friday Why should you rush your way through life You're inside the Friday mix right here on Coffee in Toe Keep it locked It is a quarter past the top of the hour. It's time for us to go ahead and let you know what we have coming up for you today, what we're going to be talking about. One cup of coffee. Good morning to everyone from all around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening online. QMZRadio.com, the Quality Music Zone, JohnOradio.com for that non-stop party vibe. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Friday, March 31. We have come to the end of another chapter in 2023. It's Freestyle Friday, and we're inside the Friday mix. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Remember to follow me on TikTok, Moments With Me Media, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, I'm sorry, Twitter, 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 Me Media Moments, and the mean everything is M-I. And here's what we got coming up for you today outside well, inside the Caribbean corner, three Cameroonian women confirmed dead in boat disaster in Antiguan waters. Also out of Antigua, less than 600 West African migrants remain in Antigua. And the Antiguan government looks at paying severance to former Liat employees. 
In Barbados, validity of old national ID card extended. Caribbean music festivals you do not want to miss in 2023. And a hotelier urges Caribbean resorts to prioritize sustainable tourism. Those stories and more. In Latin America, Mexico opens homicide probe over deadly fire at the migrant center. On the international scene, Kamala Harris announces Tanzania trade initiatives on Africa tour and Turkish parliament clears the way for Finland to join NATO. Out of North America, Al Sharpton to focus on police mental health response after Ervo Otenio's death and Idaho lawmakers pass a bill to prevent, listen to this, to prevent, stop, not make it happen, minors from leaving the state for abortion. So minors, however you get pregnant, you're going to have to deal with it. A judge's ruling undercuts U.S. health laws preventative care. And SJPOA president responds to drug-related charges against the union's executive director. Well, well, well. We seem to have some fortune tellers in coffee intel. Because James Andre called it. Well, Donald Trump indicted and expected to surrender next week. And uh, in the wake of that, Ivanka Trump is reportedly no longer advising her father on legal and political issues. Um, <laughs> you know, yesterday, was it Dre or was it James had said, it only takes a woman to get the job done. Well, looks like a woman will be taking his ass down. <laughs> I don't know if I should be laughing or feeling bad for him. I really don't know. But anyway, we're going to talk about the Donald coming up in Business and Tech News. Uh, Republican Senator Rand Paul, we're going to talk about his um, bid. Uh, Health and Science News, uh, the benefits of Moringa. In lifestyle, you can enjoy a virtual vacation day from the comfort of your couch. going to tell you how to do that. All right, we're going to have the details of those stories and more, of course, lots of conversation. <laughs> the perspectives, opinions. All right, so don't you dare go anywhere when we return after this music break we're gonna go ahead and kick it off here is buster rhymes featuring woman uh Rua Digga. <laughs> mariah carey love this one let's go Surely. i know what you need i got everything you need i promise i ain't gonna hold out neither i'm gonna give it all to you baby it's worth it Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want, you know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want, you know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. For a few years, shed a few tears, called each other nickname like Sugar Plum and Pooh Bear. I'm always on the road, hardly ever home. Always busy this, busy that. Can't talk on the phone. I 
know you aggravated, walk around frustrated, patience getting short, how longer can you tolerate it, listen mom, I'm just motivated, I do this for us, stuck on the grind, trying to elevate it, hey, now. Hey, to really be honest, you stuck with me, through my whole struggle, can't even express the words, how much the flip mode squad in full effect, you. I could tell that you different from most, slightly approach you, and the ill shit about it, we don't sex every day, but when we sex, we tease in a passionate way, when you touch it, those little elaborate ways, got the guard feeling released to relax for the day, it's on you, Baby, mom. if you give it to me, I'll give it to you, I know what you want, you know I got it, baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you, as long as you want, you know I got it, baby, give it to me, I'll give it to you. You know I got it. Don't mind me, folks. I just love this song. For your love for me, baby, and how it moved through you. I've been longing for the moment to talk the truth to you. Song makes Busta look kind of sexy. <laughs> Never meant to put a thousand pounds of stress on your head I love the way we sleep and how we always cuddle in bed Baby, I stay embracing your patience, shedding your tears with me I ask you, my mommy, please continue to bear with me We started out broke, constantly on the road Cutting up in the streets War digger Went from Lucy's and buses and 50 cent sodas And Novas to Hondas to Lexus to Rovers Mad years past, still got each other back Word is born, never screw none of these industry cats Boy, we like skull and molder Shoulder to shoulder, milk in this game, watching our seeds getting older. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want, you know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want, you know I got it. Give it to me, give it to you. You know I got it. Let me let Mariah do it. Yes, you know I'm down for you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Busta Bus, for that one. And thank you for putting the ladies on that. So grateful that I'm able to be down with every one of you right here on Clubhouse. Appreciate you.
my mind, I'm here singing if it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. Cardi B. Here is Tosh Alexander, bad like that. When you realize you really have a problem, and sex alone can make it tough to me no more. You need to learn for using words at 25 after the top of the hour, you got somewhere to be at the bottom. Get there safely in five. You have a girl named Simona, come and call up a phone, I say you do me a road. Why you want for porn like that? Why you want for That's the Friday mix. Freestyle Friday. We continue to celebrate women as we're still in Women's History Month. Today's the last day. Songs by women, sung by women, collabs with women. I love this girl. She's she is not Jamaican. She was born in the U.S., but she's Jamaican. <laughs> Jamaican parents. She's a beautiful voice. Check her out, Tosh Alexander. And men, she is beautiful. Easy on the eyes. Tell me what you feel like Don't make me off a move like that You know I'm a good for one like that You have a girl in the cool I call my call off my phone I say you do me a road Why you off a bad like that? Why you off a sad like that? You know I'm gonna go off a door When I step up on you I'm gonna not look back Why you off a one like that? Why you off a bad like that? Here's a little chandelier. Don't go swinging from chandeliers, folks. They will break down with you. The voice of Sia. Hope everyone's Friday's off to a good start. Mine certainly is.
it is the bottom of the hour. We're going to go ahead and get started. Kicking it off in the Caribbean corner. Here we go. Inside the Caribbean corner for our first story, uh, we head to Antigua. Three Cameroonian Cameroonian woman confirmed dead in boat disaster in Antiguan waters. Immigration officials in Antigua and Barbuda have confirmed that three Cameroonian women were among the 30 West African migrants aboard the fishing vessel that sank off the coast of St. Kitts and Nevis on Monday night. St. Kitts and Nevis's Defense Force has confirmed that the 14 Cameroonians and two Antiguans were rescued from the ocean. Three men died in the incident. A search is underway for the other 13 men aboard the ill-fated vessel that was destined for the U.S. Virgin Islands. This is so sad. All right, next up, less than 600 West African migrants remain in Antigua. Story courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. Antigua and Barbuda's chief immigration officer confirmed today that at least 450 West Africans who were brought to the country last year on chartered flights remain on the Twin Island Nation. Chief Immigration Officer Katrina Yearwood provided the updated figure to journalists yesterday during a media conference. The government had previously said 637 of the more than 900 people who touched down between November and January remained in Antigua. Many of them are Cameroonians fleeing conflict. Yearwood said she could not confirm whether the migrants that left when the figure was revealed did so through quote-unquote, normal channels, but she noted that approximately 200 of the, to- of the total group that came as tourists left legally. The migrants from the chartered flights have been popping up across the Caribbean in countries such as Suriname, Dominica, and Barbados. Yarwood said a team from the Immigration Department is monitoring the movement of the West Africans that remain in Antigua and Barbuda, and they have an idea of the communities that they are staying in. But she noted the situation remains fluid. Yearwood revealed that the Immigration Department will meet with representatives from the International Organization for Migration and the UN Refugee Agency today. All right, so watch that. Um, If they are fleeing conflict and seeking asylum status, I hope that we will welcome them, open our arms, and accommodate them. All right. Also in Antigua. We're hanging out in, in Antigua quite a bit this morning. <laughs> All right. One day we're going to go check out those 365 beaches. One beach for each day of the year. All right. Next up. Antiguan government looks at paying severance to former Liat employees. Antiguan Barbuda's government said that it has considered offering a 32% severance package to former Liat employees. A note from yesterday's cabinet meeting said the government of Antigua and Barbuda 
owned a 32% share in Leah to 1974 Limited and cannot reasonably be expected to bear a bigger burden of the share of the burden than it may be legally required to contribute had the airline owned assets sufficient to meet its debt obligations. The government estimated the severance package will cost the government EC $10 million. Antigua and Barbuda initially offered workers a severance package which includes land, bonds, and an opportunity to attend the University of the West Indies, the Five Islands campus, to learn new skills. The government's new offer follows the Barbadian government's decision to compensate 89 nationals who were employed with the defunct Liat Limited. All right. So, oh, and I should mention Prime Minister Mia Motley told Parliament uh, during the closing of Barbados's national budget debate that it will cost their government Barbados $10 million for their share. All right. Um, you know, as I'm seeing this part here, it jogged my memory. Thank you for this story, Caribbean.loopnews.com. The opportunity to a- attend the University of the West Indies uh, to learn new skills. Anyone in South Florida uh, who wants to get free training in a skill not promoting any school but i'm just making reference because i think it is so important for you know because a college degree is not the answer to everything there are people with skill sets um ac techs uh plumbers electricians so on and so forth who are making mad money and living comfortable lives um but check out miami dade college they are offering right now uh free training right for carpentry carpentry so definitely go ahead and check that out anyone has relatives or friends in south florida and want to pass that information on please do so mamadade college and there are other programs that they can also look into all right um carpentry is a necessary part of the construction industry um whether it's new construction people doing renovations upgrades so on and so forth uh so i, I remember a couple of years ago i met a jamaican man he does carpentry and let me tell you his work is pristine all right so let's pass that information on all right thank you Next up, validity of old national ID card has been extended in Barbados. Story courtesy of Barbados.loopnews.com. The deadline for the validity of the old national identification card has been extended until Friday, June 30. Until such time, persons may continue to use their old ID card to access services. The Electoral and Boundaries Commission advises that until June 30, there is no charge for the first issue of the Trident ID card and encourages all those who have not registered for the ID card to visit the Warrens St. Michael office Monday to Friday between 8.30 a.m. and 4 p.m. to be registered. All right. Now it's time for us to get our stories out of Jamaica. And we're starting off with this one. Westmoreland burn victim returns to Jamaica after successful surgeries. And we are so grateful for her life. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio, J. 
Westmoreland burn victim Adriana Lang is now back in Jamaica after receiving treatment for months in the United States. The 13-year-old arrived yesterday with her father at the Norman Manley International Airport. She suffered serious burns to 97% of her body when fire raised the family dwelling in Springfield, Westmoreland on September 4 last year. Her three brothers died in the inferno so we're grateful for her life and grateful that she is on the road to recovery next up ORU our wraps the JPS and NWC for shoddy performance this story is also courtesy of nationwide radio jm deputy director of the office of utilities regulation our cheryl lewis says the performance level of the jamaica public service jps in 2022 was worse than the level registered in 2021 momentary interruptions per customer increased drastically to over 204 percent in 2022 relative to that of 2021 reflecting a worsening in the performance over the period as promulgated in the 2022 annual review determination notice, JPS suffered a financial penalty when its 2021 performance was evaluated against the pre-established targets. We will await the 2023 annual review results, but the indicators provided on the data in the slides are not favorable to JPS. Ms. Lewis was speaking at the 9th Annual Director General Stakeholders Engagement, which was held virtually on Wednesday. She chided the National Water Commission, NWC, for what she called the excessively high level of water wastage. The current levels of non-revenue water in the water sector is estimated to be about 70% island-wide. And this is excessively high based on benchmark levels across the industry. This reflects significant operational inefficiency, which has imposed an undue economic burden on the sector and the society at large. This, in turn, further exacerbates system inefficiencies that will undoubtedly precipitate other adverse effects, such as degraded service qualities. That was Cheryl Lewis, Deputy Director General of the Office of Utilities Regulation. Gang violence, illegal rafting, forced the closure of a section of White River. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio. The authorities have moved to close a section of the White River in St. Anne due to a rise in illegal activity spurred by unlicensed rafting. Nationwide News understands that armed gangs have been targeting the area, collecting proceeds from the illicit activity. Our news center has been told that there have been several violent standoffs in recent times between members of rival gangs. It is understood that gangs from Clarendon and and St. Catherine have infiltrated the space, leading to intimidation of licensed raft operators and disruption of tourist activities. An altercation between the men at the location was recorded and posted on social media by a tourist. In the video, a raft operator was um, seen penned in by two other people. A shoving match ensued, and at least four men and a weapon uh, well, the, the shoving match ensued involving at least four men and a weapon was drawn in full view of patrons on rafts nearby. It is understood one man was stabbed in the incident. 
Now they sitting up here arguing, y'all. Due to the illicit activity, the Tourism Product Development Company Limited, TD, TPDCO, in collaboration with the Jamaica Constabulary Force, has moved to close a section of the river. The TPDCO says the section of the river under the bridge is closed by order of the rafting authority. The police warned operators to remove their rafts from the area by March 20, but the TPDCO says the warning was ignored. In a statement, the body is saying there have been multiple attempts to end illegal rafting on the White River. It says these attempts include several rounds of consultations with the illicit rafters following complaints from local and foreign patrons. The TPDCO says the complaints range from sexual harassment to operators rafting while drunk and other criminal activities. Here we are already fighting the closure of um, public resources, beaches and rivers. And this is what we're going to do. Violence. Gang activity. Why you not go build a raft and take up a, get a license and go take up a work instead of coming and harassing people who are trying to make an honest living? Another blow, an unnecessary blow to a group of people who want to take care of themselves and their families. What is wrong with us? You want to bombard others harass others steal from others who get up and go and do what they have to do and then for those who are operating illegally take the money you're making and go and le make yourself legal get your license your permits whatever it is that you need lawless unruly and whatless there's no other way for me to, to classify y'all right now Yesterday, um, I came across a video. I think I repost. Uh, yeah, I did repost it on um, Instagram, but I came across the video on TikTok. You know, I follow this young lady on um, what you call it? What you call it? <laughs> uh, TikTok. Yeah, I follow her on TikTok, Flor Cubana. And Erda, and go ahead. So hold on, let me I'm pause this real quick. So. She is talking about a list of beaches that have been privatized or are scheduled to be privatized throughout the island. So, Jay, let me take it a step further and go ahead and screenshot that post that you're talking about here because there's a lot of people who have no clue about what I go on and them don't know or understand the repercussions you see because some people are not really beach goers like they really know business with the beach but at the end of the day the saying goes when you are given a finger then you end up take the old hand it will stay with the beach and the rivers them and then when you come to see there are certain roads you can't even drive 
Okay, so let me just clarify for those who it's the first time you're hearing her voice. She's Flor Cubana. She is Cuban. She's married to Jamaica and has been living in Jamaica for roughly 2021 years now. Okay, so hence the accent. When you are given a finger, then you end up taking the whole hand. It will stay with the beach and the ribas them. And then when you come to sea, there are certain roads you can't even drive in. You see where I come from? That island just a couple of miles above Jamaica, named Cuba. I saw the thing set. And people have criticized the Cubans' ways and said communism, this and this and that. And at the end of the day, a lot of countries log on, pan the same concepts and apply it and hide behind that democracy veil. So let me get out of the way so everybody can see what I want. Yeah, let me do that. So here is the... So I'm going to read um, the list for you. Mommy Bay Beach, St. Anne. Stairtown residents locked out. Little Duns River Beach closed for seven months. Blue Lagoon, Portland, closed for six months. Peach Beach, Discovery Bay, closed. Reggae Beach, St. Mary, privatized. Members Beach, Discovery Bay, locked. The beach east of Roxborough in St. Anne, privatized. UDC Beach, east of Old Fort Bay in St. Anne, given to CHEC. Old Steamer Beach in Hanover, um, land ownership in limbo. Long Bay Beach in Portland, under privatization threats. Bob Marley Beach, Bull Bay St. Thomas, under threat. Bluefields Beach, Westmoreland, case in court. Little, Be Little Bay Beach in Westmoreland, residents told by Prime Minister to leave beach lands. Alligator Pond, St. Elizabeth in Manchester, privatization threat. Old Perra in St. Thomas, land access rights under review. Burwood Beach in Trelawney, surrounding lands privatized which can trigger access loss in the near future and the list goes on that's what we're doing they say oh we move i try to find right. from the employees what actually happened they did not share exactly what happened and every time we try to go there since luck so right there and then there is another beach that we don't really know what happened to it all we know say is that a fence up it has black cloth I cover it and there is a big no passing sign and a big chain and padlock pan the gate. That is another beach that we don't have an explanation as of why we can't go there. So here's the thing, folks. When we don't behave ourselves and operate in accordance with the law, we are giving them the handle and we are holding the blade. We can't be on one hand complaining that the government is selling out the country, locking off this, that, and the other from the citizens of the country, being able to have somewhere to go and just relax for free. We can't be complaining on one hand and then on the other hand, we're behaving like terrorists towards each other. Gangs from Clarendon and St. Catherine infringing upon folks in St. Anne, 
who are trying to make an honest living and no regard for anybody. That a tourist pulls out their camera phone for whatever you want to call it and uploads what's going on to social media. We can't have the Minister of Tourism, Edmund Bartlett, going around the world championing Jamaica, brand Jamaica. And then this is what we're doing, destroying everything. Sorry for Maga dog, Maga dog, turn around by it you. The very person that is feeding you, you're biting their hand off. I mean, come on. Going there and intimidating licensed raft operators. Threatening them, taking their money. Collecting proceeds. Can we please do better? What is it that we want? We're self-inflicting and we don't even recognize it. And we're talking about... Well, the government, we said, what is the government doing? The government is doing what they have to do at this point. Shut it down. Until people can learn. Unfortunately, it's a drastic decision. It should be to round up these people. See to it that everybody, no one is allowed on White River without a permit to operate. If you are not there as a guest, stay out. That, 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 I don't know. And I'm just rambling right now because I find it very distressing. In front of tourists, them not care. Hey, Teflon. Yeah, so I mean, if this is going to cripple the tourist, the tourist industry, why, why don't, why doesn't the government, um, I don't know, maybe employ, um like security or poor like police to um to look after these places why can't they do that instead instead of shutting down they're gonna uh, which is a great suggestion teflon it's a great suggestion i don't know if they have shut it down you know right away to try and work out the logistics and you know see what is best suited and we hope that would be a suggestion but as a tourist how would you feel going there and seeing armed forces yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that, that 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 doesn't look good. But at the same time, they can't they can't lose out because the thing is, if they shut, because the beaches that you just mentioned are the main beaches. Like those are like all the big the big main beaches. So if they shut it down, then the tourists won't have nowhere to go really. Because a lot of people, especially the um, the Caucasians, when they go when they go to these Caribbean countries, the first thing that comes to your mind is the beach, isn't it? Right. So yeah. I don't know. But we need to get our act together. We need to. I hope the government will work out something reasonable. Um, access to the river. Just again, I'm going to repeat my suggestions. Access to the river should, for those who are going to work on the river, whether you're cooking or um, doing operating as a rafter you must have a um a pass that is issued by whatever governing body that manages those facilities to be able to get in they will now have to do a go go ahead javet go ahead go ahead 
Good morning, all. Good morning, Javette. Uh, I don't think armed forces would be a big issue if you see it, because when you go to Mexico in the Dominican Republic, you see armed forces everywhere. So I don't think that would be a big halt to tourism. They may actually feel safer. I yield. Okay. All right. Oh, that's a good point, because um, cause my friend said when he went to Morocco and Egypt, um, they do have armed forces that um, protect uh, those beaches as well. Yeah. Hmm. So it's something they could try. <sighs> Hi, good morning. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. Good morning. I was here listening and thinking. Okay, so on on several occasions, um, there was there was some sort of um, crime being committed or fights on some of the some of the river or beaches, right? Mm -hmm. But places like Blue Lagoon, I don't think an incident like that occurred there, but they shut it down. And from the list, many of the other places th that you read off uh, from the list, no incident really occurred and they shut it down. So is the real motive to deter crime or do they have you know another reason why they're they're shutting this down and look at how many of them are being pri privatized or whatever it's called um or sold to these major hotels so my thing is you know we know how the the Jamaican government kind of works, <laughs> and I, I'm not. I guess I sometimes seem like a conspiracy theorist, but I can see them even causing an issue just because they want to, um, you know, make that narrative of of why they're doing what they're doing. So. I think there's other alternatives to to resolve the problem other than shutting the beaks down or selling them out. Hmm. Under for that reason, I was I was down at Frenchman Cove the other day, and a young lady, as we were walking in, I forgot how we started the conversation, but she was saying she almost got arrested. Because she crossed the the border the barrier line at at at, at um, Blue Lagoon because she wanted to see it was her first time there and she wanted to see what it looked like and all of a sudden <laughs> police rushed down on her and as she was trying to explain well I was just trying to look they were they were um, aggressive at at wanting to arrest her so then she came over to Frenchman Cave but you know people want to. Blue Lagoon is a big deal, and people, tourists, want to see that. I, I, I just don't understand what's going on. It's not a good look. Thank you, Miss Phyllis. And you know something? I have to kind of agree with you. It makes you think, and it's a shame that we have to think this way. Could this be a setup? I, I, I will not call you a conspiracy theorist for that train of thought at all, because as things go, Unfortunately, we have to think about those things as well. 
Go ahead, Sunette. Good morning, Sunette. I am so I'm the farthest from conspiracy theorists, Phyllis, and and so I am actually agreeing with you on this one because, so I follow a few people who go who vacation in the Caribbean, not just they don't just go to Jamaica. And one of the things people always say is, "Oh, we're at a free beach, a free beach, a free beach." Anytime they go to these places, so it's not a conspiracy theory. A lot of beaches are for pay; you have to pay a fee to go on the premises. So that could just be another stream of income that the country's looking for. But I didn't hear the full story, so if that's too far out, out um, moments, that's okay. And and, and don't repeat. There's no need to. <laughs> but I, I honestly think that that's a, a stream of income that the country's trying to make. Right now, they're just shut down. But it's just, it's just a changing hands um, part of the process, perhaps. I'm done. Thank you, Sunet. Thank you so much. Go right ahead, Miss Phyllis. Paying, I was thinking about this the other day, paying to go onto the beach is not a bad idea if the money is being used to make, make sure that the beach and the air, the rivers or whatever um, is clean, right? So I'd rather pay and go into a clean um, beach. There's no garbage and it's, it is, it, you know, well-maintained, right? Right. I, I'm not against paying a little something and as tourists maybe you know the amount is usually more than the locals but a little something you know a, a reasonable price for the locals just to ensure that the property is maintained yeah. I, I i i don't have a, a problem with that i agree i agree go ahead sonette go right ahead well, I was done. I forgot to close my mic. Apologies. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I agree with you, Miss Phyllis. And I think I said it the other day, uh, this week, as a matter of fact. I, you know, use the money to maintain the, the facilities. And we, as a people using these facilities, have to learn how to clean up after ourselves and have respect for nature, you know. But this really saddens me. Go so, Javette. Yeah, go ahead. I I don't feel that a people that belong to the country should have to pay for their beaches. I, I, I really don't. People that are born there, raised there, I don't think they should have to pay. I agree with having tourists pay because most tourists come with the mentality that they don't have to clean up after themselves. <laughs> so I, I agree with them having to pay. Okay. And I yield. That, that makes sense. Fair. That is a fair um, request. Not too much. Not too much at all. All right. Next up, we have another story. Dr. Chang, media prioritizing violent crimes over diligent police work. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM. National Security Minister Dr. Horace Chang says it is unfortunate that the diligent work of the security forces does not get the same amount of news coverage as does frightening violent crimes. Demonstrating a high level of success in identifying some of the challenges. And I know it is. It's unfortunate, but when they apprehend and lock up the criminals, it doesn't get the front page activity. Public interest crime gets the front page. So you may go and you hold up a beryllium and everybody gets excited and there. And if you commit a number of um, contract killings, it also excites people. Contract killers tend to kill people. That makes the front page. The detailed work 
of the teams involved from the CFCB, we're really getting aware. I don't know if it's the best thing, but what I can say, let me express my personal appreciation to the team. Dr. Chang, who was speaking yesterday at the handing over ceremony of technological equipment to the Cybercrime Division of the Jamaica Constabulary Force, says this is why the government is working to offer all necessary support to the constabulary. Today, the Minister of National Security has been able to support the CFCB by identifying training and development needs and opportunities, procure one of three licensing tools valued at approximately $2 million to make a dollar, and I hope that we can acquire whatever the licensing tools we need very quickly. I'm sure Superintendent Daly will make the request, and I hope we can fulfill that request very quickly. You need to have all the tools you require. Procure technology equipment that supports the division assignment mandate, significantly approximately $30 million worth on this occasion of technology equipment were procured by the better the CFCB. The National Security Minister says it is important that the police are equipped with advanced technical equipment to bolster their investigative capacity. There will be a seamless connection between the CFCB, the police station, the police officers will be equipped with the appropriate equipment and therefore make the police, entire police force far more effective, properly equipped and in the modern world. I am told by the Commissioner and I understand having Mr. Brown here that if we pursue the oil investment program to the logical end and get to a full command and control center up and going, the Jamaican National Police Force is one of the best equipped in the region and the hemisphere in terms of having the appropriate policing technology in place. That was Dr. Horace Chang, National Security Minister. But Dr. Chang, I'm going to say this to you. You have to understand that um, sensationalism is what sells. And, it, you know, media outlets are in the business of making money. So that being said, they are going to do whatever it is that it will sell the, the print, um, the printed paper, or that is whatever is going to garner the clicks on social media. Now, I do agree that there needs to be recognition of the good work that the police force is doing. You know, we shouldn't only highlight the negative stories, but we should also highlight those um, incidents, good, good incidents, I should say, if you can say good incidents in the same sentence. Um, but any, anything that is intercepted, anything that there's a resolution should also be brought to the forefront so that we can try to change the narrative and how people feel about the police force. All right. So continue to keep up the good work, um, Dr. Chang. And I guess you're awake more than you're asleep now in Parliament. I don't know. Just saying. Okay, so <laughs> for our next story, we head on over to Caribbean.loopnews.com. Jamaica moves closer to cashless society with my cash digital wallet. Jamaica is steadily moving closer to becoming a cashless society with the recent official launch of my cash, a digital wallet by Paymaster. Minister of Science, Energy and Technology Daryl Vaz hailed the newly confirmed fintech organization for providing another option of accessing digital financial services. He said that all Jamaicans need and deserve access to digital financial services to do business, make their everyday lives easier, and contribute to the local economy.
Congratulations to Paymaster and Digicel on this milestone. My cash received the all clear signal from the Bank of Jamaica recently after completing a mandatory pilot period in the BOJ's fintech regulatory sandbox. Like other digital wash wallets, my cash allows for better financial management by enabling users to keep coupons, cards, and IDs easily accessible in one place. It also facilitates contactless checkout and improves citizens' economic security by minimizing theft and reducing the need to travel with cards or cash. Individuals can manage their money more securely and efficiently anywhere using the application on a mobile device with internet connection, and it secures the user's information. Minister Vaz describes the tech as a world-class product that meets local and international series. The application is available for download on the Apple and Google Play stores. Hotelia urges Caribbean resorts to prioritize sustainable tourism. Story courtesy of com. The owner of a popular resort located in St. Lucia, Lucia's former French colonial capital of Soufrière, is, is urging Caribbean hotels and resorts to prioritize sustainable tourism and eco-friendly measures to reduce their environmental impact. Eroline Lamontang, and I hope I said her name correctly, uh, emphasized the importance of sustainable tourism in the region as the industry recovers and grows. Lamenton also called on fellow hoteliers to join in the commitment to sustainability for the benefit of future generations, noting it is simply exciting what we can do together as a region in the area of protecting our environment and promoting our people along with our product. Caribbean music festivals you do not want to miss in 2023. Here we go. So com has put together a list when it comes to festivals. There is no region in the world that does it quite like the Caribbean. From food to music, the islands are constantly abuzz with activity. With the pandemic lockdowns, Firmly a thing in the past, all the festivals are back with full force this year, particularly the music festivals. For us in the region, music is as much a part of life as waves breaking upon the shores and no celebration is complete without it. If you're looking for some options, look no further as we have it all for you. From jazz to reggae, there is a music festival for everyone and we're going to kick it off with a Tobago jazz experience. Running from April 20 to 23, the TJE returns this year with a cast of local, regional, and international acts. Grammy-winning artists, coffee, and boys to men headline the three-day festival, which takes place in various venues across Tobago. So check that out, all right? We have the Kariaku, and I hope I said that one right, Kariaku Maroon and String Band Fest Music Festival, April 28 to 30. This festival showcases the island's rich cultural heritage with groups from Kariaku and Petite Martinique, Union Island and mainland Grenada participating in big drum and quadrille dancing and Shakespeare Mass 
among other activities. St. Lucia Jazz and Arts Festival, May 5 to 14. St. Lucia Jazz returns to its original format this year. Known for bringing the world's best to its shores, the festival promises not to disappoint with the likes of Shaggy, Sting, Buja Banton, Shansia, Kez the Band, Bunja Garland, and Fayon Lions. African artists will be well represented at the festival with uh, CK, Afropop singer Aria Starr, and Afro classic singer Kiz Daniel. Dominica's Jazz and Creole, that happens April 30. This event, which began in 2010, is a fusion of jazz and Creole music, combined with cuisine, dance, culture, and the arts. This year's lineup includes Grammy-nominated Black Valen of Fort Lauderdale, Island Jazz Collective featuring Josie Pavola, Haitian-American singer Felicia Ross, and Dominica's local bands. I think those are Signal Band and Swinging Stars. So that's something to check out, as well as the St. Kitts Music Festival, June 22 to 24. If you've never been to the St. Kitts Music Festival, then prepare to stretch your vocal cords when you do. This is an audience who loves to sing, and no doubt everyone is getting ready to sing to the likes of this year's cast that includes Air Supply, Coffee, Skilly Bang, Chronics, Skinny Fabulous, Patrice Roberts, and more. Of course, when we get to July, July 15 to 21, there is Reggae Sumfest. One of the top festivals in the Caribbean, Jamaica's Reggae Sumfest is the place to be to hear the top reggae and dance hall acts in the world. This year's lineup includes Morgan Heritage, Kabaka Pyramid, Richie Spice, Freddie McGregor, and Valiant, among many others. And last but certainly not least, when we head on into October, it is Dominica's World Creole Music Festival. If you want to hear all the sounds of the Caribbean in one place, well, this is the festival to attend. So, you can get ready to hear soca, reggae, dancehall, compa, zouk, bouillon, and cat dance. The list of performance for the three-day event will be announced at a later date, so stay tuned for that. And also, lest I forget, we do have Carnival kicking off in Jamaica. I want to think next week. Yeah. Yes, Donald, I agree. I need to become a multi, multi, multi-millionaire so we can just, you know, one year, nobody work. Everybody just say, you know, I'm taking a leave of absence to get my mental health in check. And we go touring, just just touring and having a blast. I, I think that would be amazing. So I, I need to go buy a lotto ticket. What's the lotto standing? I have no clue. I need to check that out. All right. All right. Next story. Uh, it is entertainment. Uh, we have new music from Romain Virgo in his latest single, uh, Driver. Uh, reggae recording star Romain Virgo has released his latest. The VP Records release marks the singer's follow-up to 2021 successful Good Woman. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Even if the sky is falling down, walk through the fire, through the flames.
Driver by Romain Virgo, produced by Reggae Dance Hall Powerhouse Donovan, Don Corleone Bennett, Sean Paul, Rihanna, and Sizzler. You know, he has worked with them as well. And written by Keely Keys, Driver sharpens Romain's lover's rock sound with a modern edge. Romain bears his soul on the track. His voice soars to new heights, packing tender romance and sensual flair into smooth melodies. Describing the message behind the song, Romain says on Driver, I am captivated by everything about her i'm reassuring her that if given a chance i'll prove to her that i want to be in it for the long run the video for driver is directed by samo and features remain courting his love interest across eastern jamaica he embraces her on the palm trees serenades her in caves and lagoons and escorts her from vista to vista in a 1977 mgb GT Convertible. You can watch Driver on YouTube or listen on your digital music digital platform. Romaine is expected to announce dates in the Caribbean and the U.S. in the coming weeks. I like it. So, Rosolo, DJ Teflon, DJ Naturalist, uh, y'all can load that up in your playlists. All right. I love it. Nice vibe. Nice vibe. How y'all feel about it? I don't know. Yeah, it sounds nice. Yeah. Decent, yeah. <laughs> more, more than, <laughs> more than naturalist. 
that song been in my playlist from it was at a, at a pre-release version of it and i'm gonna i'm gonna leave, like play out your your um you're talking about the song yeah i, I sent it to my link on vp <laughs> maybe they could get, get, get you a jingler drop or something <laughs> or, i'm serious i want i want i want i want that clip because that was just um just well presented <laughs> All right, I'll send it to you. I'll extract it and send it to you. Thank you. No doubt. Naturalist. Appreciate Got you. you. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Sonette says it sounds like an old song. Which one, Sonette? Which one? Which one? No, I just mean that it has a vibe of, the, of an old school type of ah. song, which is a good thing. Not, yes. not, I could not tell you what song. I'm not that good. <laughs> but it just has that feeling. I thought you were playing something from a while ago. It didn't sound like a brand new tune. Yeah. It's a yeah, that's, that's that's good. Yeah, that's, I like the nostalgia of it. Yes, Sonette, I agree. Go ahead, Teflon. Go ahead. Yeah, that's so true because um, you did you did say it's got um like a modern twist to it, but I don't I don't really hear it. it just sounds like um something I heard in 2015, mm -hmm. like a remain a remain Virgo song that I heard in 2016 or 15, but it still sounds nice though. It is. It is beautiful, and you know we we talk about the need for what we call quote-unquote good music music that we're able to play around children right um we talk about the need to see to it that we remain at the forefront when it comes to um reggae and dance halls so i'm loving it i am absolutely loving it. i haven't seen the video yet though Rosolo, Rosolo, no, hold on. I'm sorry. You know I'm gonna message you just for a quick second, as I'm hearing the the, the chirping in the background. Y'all see that video going around with the um that people are doing the conversation. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I can't now. I can't now. I lost my um my train of thought. Um, I was gonna post my my I was gonna put up my romaine um picture okay we don't need it we don't know no we don't need it we don't need it such but a yes, show off you know I, I, every once in a while every once in a while i have to but um you know i love romaine he's one yes. of my he's, he's just a just a soulful voice and he's just oh i love romaine virgo i really do and he's just as the songs that, that, that he sings and the, you know the calmness it brings you and that soothing vibe he um he it, that's exactly how he is in person. You know, that's the, he's the same vibe in person, just nice and calm and cool and humble. I love Romain. You know, he's one of my favorites. So I'll be playing it. I'll play it on Tuesday with the sound man. Yeah. I'll introduce it to the sound yeah. man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I can get a dub. Where's a naturalist? May I get a dub? I want a dub. <laughs> You know what, y'all, y'all, y'all crazy. But all right, that one wraps up this segment of the Caribbean Corner. When we return, we have stories out of Latin America and from the international scene. Now, a little more music. Here's Katy Perry, Roar.
Thank you to everyone logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. The new Bobby and Whitney, only time we don't speak is doing sex in the city. She gets carry fever, but soon as the show's over, she's right back to me and my soldier. Cause mommy's a rider and I'm a roller. Put us together, how they gonna stop both? But whatever she lacks, I'm right over her shoulder When I'm off track, mommy is keeping me focused So let's lock this down like it's supposed to be The O3, Bonnie and Clyde, Hov and B Holla, all I need in this life is sin It's me and my girlfriend Me and my girlfriend You ready, B? Stay ready Look for me, young B, cruising down the west side highway, doing what we like to do, I way, eyes behind shades, this necklace the reason all of my days been blind days, but today I got my barrowist girl with me, I'm mashing the gas, she's grabbing the wheel, it's trippy how hard she rides with me, the new Bobby and Whitney, only time we don't speak is doing sex in the city, she gets carry fever but soon as the show's over she's right back to me and my soldier cause mommy's a rider and i'm a roller put us together how they gonna stop both us whatever she lacks i'm right over her shoulder when i'm off track mommy is keeping me focused so let's lock this down like it's supposed to be the o3 bonnie and clyde hove and b holla all i need in this life is sin it's me and my girlfriend me and my girlfriend down the ride to the very All I need in this life is sin It's me and my girlfriend Me and my girlfriend Down the ride to the very end It's me and my boyfriend The problem is You dudes treat the one that you loving With the same respect that you treat the one that you humping That ain't about nothing If ever you mad about something It won't be that Oh no, it won't be that I don't be at Places where we cope be at With no piage Oh no, you won't see that And no, I ain't perfect Nobody walking this earth surfaces, but girlfriend, work with the kid, I keep you working at Hermes Birkin bag, Manolo blind Timbs, aviator lens, 600 drops, Mercedes Benz, the only time you wear Burberry to swim, and I don't have to worry, only worry is him, she do anything necessary for him, and I do anything necessary for her, so don't let the necessary occur, yep, all I need in this life is sin, it's me and my girlfriend, me and my Thank you to everyone logged on to JanoRadio.com, the non-stop party vibe station. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. There is Tosh Alexander again, Bubble, featuring Miss Kitty. Twenty-five after the top of the hour. Got somewhere to be at the bottom. You have five minutes to get there. You are inside the Friday mix. It's Freestyle Friday. Continuing to celebrate women, honor women through music, Women's History Month. At the same time, we're getting you ready for the weekend. Oh, no, 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 no,
sorry about that one. I know Teflon, I know. <laughs> Although it's titled Clean, right? You know, it's a shame when they label the songs clean or radio edit and then this happens to you, right? <laughs> Thank God for internet radio. But we push on through. Boom, clap. First kiss just like a drug under your influence. The voice of Charlie XCX. Sonette, please tell me your daughter sings this one out too. Okay. Next, I have Sarah Barriel's Brave. Thank you so much, everyone, here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Thank you so much for lending your voice. I think y'all know by now and I absolutely love a song. Just listen to the words.
It is half past the top of the hour. Time for us to get back to business. Time for stories out of Latin America. Mexico opens homicide probe over deadly fire at Migrant Center. Story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. Eight guards and officials face possible murder charges. And this is a follow-up to yesterday's announcement. Uh, Eight guards and officials face possible murder charges after a blaze at a Mexican migrant detention center in the northern border city, border city of Ciudad Juarez, that killed 39 detained men. An investigation was opened for the crime of homicide and damage to property, though other possible charges will be considered. And that's according to Sarah Irene Herrerias, a prosecutor specializing in human rights when speaking on Wednesday. This is a CCTV video which has shocked Mexico. Inside a migrant detention center, a Mexican official and security guard walk by just as flames take hold inside the cell of migrants locked up under their care. It was a blaze this Monday night which ultimately killed dozens of people, the majority of them Guatemalans. They've been detained and held in Ciudad Juarez, right at Mexico's border with the United States. President Andres Manuel López Obrador had said on Tuesday that they themselves had started the fire in protest at their upcoming deportation. But on Wednesday, with the video coming to light, he was forced to confront allegations that his own government's officials appear guilty of the worst kind of negligence, letting people die. There will be no impunity. Those responsible for this painful tragedy will be identified. They will be held accountable and punished in accordance with the law. Later in the day, the Mexican Attorney General's office requested arrest warrants for several people in connection with the fire. In Ciudad Juarez, morning. And as the names of the dead were read out, calls for justice. Every migrant has the right to be safe, to be protected, not to be mistreated or violated by any authority, because we are not criminals. There have been tensions within the border city for weeks, caused by the large number of migrants and asylum seekers gathered there, some launching chaotic pushes to try to get into the US, disrupting local commerce. While authorities have been accused of using heavy-handed tactics to round them up and get them out. But this isn't just an issue for Juarez. There are detention centers for migrants across the country. There are just small protests here outside of Mexico's interior ministry. But this has been an issue for some time in the country. Migrant detention centers, which migrants themselves and activists have described as little better than overcrowded prisons. The reality is that Mexico's relationship with the United States depends, in part, on its stopping migrants from getting through and to its powerful northern neighbor. So the detention centers and deportations will remain. But tragedies like this one raise yet more red flags about the attitude and treatment towards the migrants held within them. John Holman, Al Jazeera, Mexico City. 
All the victims were male and Mexico's government is under pressure to find out why they died after officials said women detainees at the center were safely evacuated. So the more information that comes out is the more it's cementing my thought process. This was deliberate. My opinion, sorry. I ain't going to change. I'm not hearing anything to make me think otherwise. Nothing. We head on to the international scene. Uh, Turkey's parliament clears the way for Finland to join NATO. Story courtesy of NPR.org. Turkey's parliament on Thursday ratified Finland's application to join NATO, lifting the last hurdle in the way of the Nordic country's long-delayed ascension into the Western Military Alliance. All 276 lawmakers present, present voted in favor of Finland's bid, days after Hungary's parliament also endorsed Helsinki's ascension. Sorry, Alarmed by Russia's invasion of Ukraine a year ago, Finland and Sweden abandoned their decades-long policy of non-alignment and applied to join the alliance. Full unanimity is required to admit new members into the 30-member alliance in Turkey and Hungary were the last two NATO members to ratify Finland's ascension. Kamala, you know, as I'm saying, Kamala's name, Donald made a comment a couple days ago as she embarked on the tour of Africa. And uh, when she made mention that um, everyone should know about the what was what in Ghana, what, what you call that place where the slaves are um, transported through? They're held there before being put on, before they were put on the slave ships. I forget the name of the place right now. And I, I just watched the video. Well, with, it was it Cape Coast. That's the name of it? Cape Coast. Know. Okay, Cape Coast. Okay, yeah. thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, um, Teflon. Um you know, and I just I just saw a video with um what's his name? Asafa and his wife Alicia, because his wife is Ghanaian. She was born in Ghana. Um, although she sounds Jamaican. <laughs> but um yeah, and they went into the dungeon. And I couldn't watch it in its entirety because I started to feel angry. So I, I, I had to stop or fast forward, I should say. But how ironic, and I have to agree with um, Donald when he said, you know, or is alluding to the fact that we, we're, we're stripping away history, lessons being taught as it relates to, to the slave trade and, you know, critical race theory here in the U.S. But yet Kamala Harris is making the announcement in Ghana that everyone needs to be aware So I asked the question, Kamala, while you are pushing for everyone to be aware, but you're doing it on the shores of the continent in Ghana, why aren't we pushing for it here to stop this madness of CRT being stripped away? Is it easier to try to win the battle overseas? I don't know. Um. May I interrupt? Yes. Why? Why do you think she and the and um? Why do you think she's against it in America? From what we've been seeing recently, um, the people who are very anti are mostly 
uh, governor of Florida, uh, DeSantis. There are some people in Georgia and there's some other states in Texas who are trying to push it down. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's fact for everyone. Those are the ones fighting against it. I don't think because we're not hearing them say it loudly that it's not happening in the U.S. So I I honestly don't think that's that's a fair statement. Fair um, enough. Yeah, I, it's just a matter of there's so much things they're fighting for right now. I can't imagine that not not saying that. Let me clarify. Mm-hmm. I think they are absolutely for the continued in- instruction of everyone on all things. What we're seeing more or louder are the people fighting against it. Okay. So yeah, I'm done. I'll take that. I will definitely stand down and take that. Thank you, sir. And and I didn't take your comment as you're saying she's against it. I took your comment as why isn't she being a little louder? Right, right. Correct. That's how I that's how I took your comment. And you're right. That's what you know, so probably um we should be hearing more of their fight against it. I don't just I mean fight against them stripping it away. I don't know. Go ahead, Sonette. Go right ahead. No, no, no. I'm 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 agreeing with what what Javette said. I just I just want to make it like I just want to make sure we, we're not miss. Um, I just want to make sure that's what I heard. Because <laughs> like, the other way around, it sounds like, wait, she's not for. Right. I, I think she is. She's a Howard University grad. She There's very hard for her to not be for. Right. But yeah, I'm done. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Sonette. Thank you, Javette. Next up. Al Sharpton to focus on police mental health response after Ervo Otenio's death. And the following message come from Guayaquil Yerba Mate, working to help preserve the forests where mate grows and to support the communities who have cultivated it for generations through social. <laughs> Thank you for letting products. us know. To learn more, visit guayaquil.com. Family and friends gathered yesterday to remember Ivo Otiano, the 28 year old black man killed in custody at a Virginia psychiatric hospital earlier this month. The Reverend Al Sharpton, by now a familiar voice at the funerals of black men killed in police custody, delivered the eulogy. And he called for new standards and laws regarding how law enforcement interacts with people with mental illness. This boy wasn't hurting nobody. He had a sickness and illness. And if you were not equipped or trained to deal with the illness, then you should not have showed up to answer the call. The Reverend Al Sharpton joins me now. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. You delivered a striking eulogy for Ivo Otiano yesterday. And I'd like to begin by asking you, did you have the opportunity to spend some time before delivering that eulogy with his family? What did you learn about him? I did talk with his mother and his brother. And uh, they told me that he was a very artistic, wanted to build a record company. We played a video during the services of where he had done a rap song and that he was one that was very honest and open about his mental health illness, but that he was not going to let that debilitate him. They kept asking me to make sure I emphasize that. I mean, this is a family that understandably so is still grieving and grappling with loss, but I wonder in your conversations, have they expressed to you what they hope might come of this moment and this tragic loss? Are there any changes that they hope to see? Yes. Uh, the mother, Carolyn, said she would like to see a law that would deal with how you handle 
the question of mental illness, uh, where law enforcement doesn't necessarily kick in, but it kicks in with people that are trained in the medical health field. So I, uh, we are stressing that, and, and I called on that yesterday. Let's remember that Governor uh, Yumkin is being touted by some to be a presidential candidate, and so we've called on him to come forward and deal with the possibility of a law to deal with all of this. That's right. You called on Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin of Virginia by name. And we should note he has not yet declared that he would run for president. But I'm curious in this moment of mourning, but also a moment that you used as a call to action, why specifically shine a light on Governor Youngkin there in Virginia? Because health services is under the auspices of the governor. And as he tries to build a national reputation, he needs to deal with a real tragedy right there in Virginia. How he operates on this tragedy will tell those of us around the country a lot about him. You're talking about an unarmed, non-threatening young black man who was handcuffed and shackled while these people piled on him to where they literally choked the life out of him. The governor ought to respond with more than sympathy. He ought to respond with some action legislation where this can't happen again. Reverend Sharpton, over the years, you have spent time speaking with and ministering to so many families like this one that find themselves thrust into a national spotlight that they did not ask for after their loved ones were killed in encounters with law enforcement. Do you give them advice on just how to survive and reckon with the place that they find themselves in. But we try to give them uh, full services because I think that people don't realize nobody signed up to be the next victim or the next family member of a victim. I chose to do what I do and been doing it all my life. They didn't choose this. They have no experience. They have no media training. They don't know how they vet uh, the different people coming to them and how you separate those that are just coming to get attention or those that are really going to stay with the family, help the family. I am talking to families now uh, that I've worked on their situations 30 years ago, and the media is gone, and then sometimes the community has calmed down, but they will never be the same. Though the details of these cases, these incidents are different, and every person is different, you have been in this position of speaking with these families, of giving eulogies like the one you gave this week, time and time again for people including George Floyd in Minneapolis, just recently, Tyree Nichols in Memphis. It's an unfortunate long list. And I'd like to ask you, why do you feel it is so important to keep standing at the pulpit, to keep delivering these eulogies, to keep ministering to these families and to a nation who have questions about how and why these people lost their lives? It's important to me, one, because we built an organization, a civil rights organization, that this is one of the things. Voting rights and criminal justice reform are the tenets we built National Action Network on. But the personal side of it is I come out of, you know, Brownsville section of Brooklyn, New York, raised by a single mother on welfare with food stamps, I see a person laying in that casket. That could be me in that casket. That could be my daughter or my grandson. And I'm going to speak for them because somebody would have had to speak for me. 
we're at a moment where there is continued stalemate, continued failure of passage of federal legislation. So I'd like to ask you, when you talk with these families about the potential for legislative change, what do you tell them about the timing? How do you, I, I have to imagine if you are a mother who has lost their child, this has got to be exhausting year after year, day after day. I tell them the truth that we can't bring your child back, but we can certainly raise your child's situation and your situation to where there's meaning. There's meaning and your child could be a symbol that we cannot continue to let this happen. And I tell them, I can't promise you when it's going to happen on a federal level, but I can promise you that we'll be there until it happens. The Reverend Al Sharpton, thank you so much for joining us again today. Thank you. <sighs> Donald, why, why are you like this, Donald? I, I, will work, I have to work on Donald. But let me, let me just read some comments from the chat. Crystal said, we don't need laws to be human. You're right. We should not need laws to be human. There is no law that the other respects us when it comes to us. No more laws. Do the right thing from the get-go. I'm just saying. Donald says, somehow I don't take Al serious. Something about him rubs me wrong. Even when he's making sense, I don't think they take him serious. Hopefully things will change. You know, some that thing has crossed my mind in the past, Donald, where I said, I wonder if they take him seriously. He's done a lot of work. We're going to give him his credit. He has done a lot of work. I just wondered. But anyway. Ah. Mm. It's a battle that we cannot give up. We cannot throw our hands up in the air and say, you know what? No point fighting. Because that's what is wanted. But we cannot give in to that. The fight must go on. And I applaud those who are strong enough and brave enough and willing to sacrifice themselves and keep the fight going for what is right and what is just. I think dogs have more rights than us in this country. Animals have more rights than us in this country. They're protected more. By the way, I, I think we need to start getting social security numbers for dogs. And that reminds me, I need to set something in my yard for this dog. I don't know who dog it is. I keep pooping in my yard. But anyway. Um, but dogs have more rights than us. They're treated better. They're respected more than we are. What will it take? You ever see those news reports? How they saved the dog's life? The dog was trapped in the trench or in the drain. Hmm? And they do everything to rescue the cat out of the tree, even call out the fire brigade. A cat. Now a cat. A cat is known to jump from branch to branch and get themselves down. Oh, no, but a cat is rescued. They call out fire rescue and they come and they, you know, do use the lift and get the cat down. And it's a big celebration. Yay, we got the cat. We need more positive stories. Can we hear more positive stories so that we can change the way we feel and the way we think? Because all were inundated, as um, Minister Chang said, as it relates to crime in Jamaica and the um, 
work of the police force all we tend to see is the bad can we see some good so that we can have some hope and faith and trust that is just a few minuscule number that's causing us to feel the way we do but you're absolutely right we shouldn't be here begging that's what we're doing we're begging for respect begging to be recognized as human beings you know sadly i saw a video on tiktok it happened up i i want to think it's up in the palm beach region there was one black officer and so and you know a few white officers and this person that was being addressed was just going on a rant and throwing the n-word and totally disrespectful to the black officer and you know what surprised me out of all of this not one of the white officers said stop what tried to stop this man reprimand this man no this everybody remained silent went up in the black officer's face spewed his hate not one white officer stood up for him what about back the blue? It don't work all the time. I guess not. Not one. I don't know how true it is, but I also heard this, that they have started to remove protect and serve from police vehicles. Is that true? I need to pay attention when I get out there more that, you know, some police cars now in some precincts, they have removed the protect and serve no longer there folks let me know if you see any police vehicles that don't have that writing on it because i need to know that this person ain't lying <laughs> i doubt people on tiktok lie really <laughs> it's news on the girl real news right news up to the time news right Idaho legislature passes a bill to prevent minors from leaving the state for abortion story courtesy of npr after clearing both legislative chambers, Idaho could become the first state in the country, according to Planned Parenthood, to criminally charge those who help pregnant minors, minors folks, minors, get an abortion across state lines without parental consent. If convicted, the penalty could be two to five years in prison under the bill passed by the Idaho Senate on Thursday. Neighboring Oregon, Montana, Washington, and Wyoming currently allow abortions with varying levels of restrictions. Republican State Senator Scott Herndon supported the bill but wanted it to go further. Neither a parent nor a guardian should be allowed protection from trafficking a minor for purposes of an abortion outside the state, Herndon said on Thursday. Supporters call the potential crime abortion trafficking, something Senate Minority Leader Melissa Wintrow, a Democrat who has worked with sexual assault survivors for decades, said cheapens the experience of human trafficking victims forced into slavery or prostitution. Wintrow said it also does not account for minors who were raped and became pregnant by their fathers who are not able to safely tell law enforcement. It is unnecessary and unneeded and further shackles young girls who are in trouble, Wintrow said, adding, and then it harms the parents, friends, and relatives, etc., 
who are trying to help her. Idaho only allows the procedure to be performed in cases of rape, incest, or if the mother would die without one. Thursday, legislators clarified certain instances when a mother's life is in jeopardy, but that change still needs approval from Republican Governor Brad Little. State law also allows family members and the father of an aborted fetus to file civil lawsuits against doctors who perform an abortion outside of those exceptions for $20,000 per violation. Currently, rapists can't sue, but a Senate amendment to the so-called trafficking bill would delete that part of the code and allow rapists to bring a civil case. I can't read no more of this. Is this real? Somebody pinch me and tell me I'm I'm dreaming. This can't be real. An amendment would delete the part of the code and would thereby allow a rapist to sue someone who performs an abortion. You know, I didn't save the video. Or did I? Let me look. I don't think I saved the video, but it was a lengthy video. A white woman, I must add, a white woman was the one who was speaking. And she was talking about culture. Let me jump over to TikTok and see if I can grab it from there. She was talking about culture. When somebody, a black person said, we should be celebrating white culture. And her response was, what white culture are you talking about? And... Uh, Hold on, I think I'm, I'm trying to find it back here. She's, her question was, what white culture... Okay, here it is, I found the video. <laughs> I found it, I found it, hold on, hold on. Because I'm about to drag this... Sit back and buckle up, because I'm about to drag the shit out of you. You said... But okay, so let me, let me stop her one second. Um, the person's comment was, it hurts, but it hurts you don't understand. They don't appreciate our white culture. This is a black person saying this, okay? We only want them to help themselves while we run this. But anyway. Appreciate our white culture. We only want them to help themselves while we run this shit. Whoo, now. First of all, if you want to talk about white culture, our culture is genocide, rape, murder, sexual assault, pedophilia, spreading disease, enslavement, brutality, horror. We are domestic terrorists in our own land. Uh, the KKK, what happened in Charleston, those were domestic terrorists. January 6th, domestic terrorists. White culture is barbaric. So what part of our culture do you think that black people should appreciate? Would it be the enslavement? Uh, would it be all of the lynchings? Would it be Jim Crow? Would it be law and order and the war on drugs, which was nothing but a war on black people? Would it be the fact that the CIA deliberately flooded the black communities with crack for the sole purposes of decimating the black community? Cointel Pro, look it up. 
Would it be the deconstruction of reconstruction? Would it be all of the massacres that were committed against the black community as soon as they started to become successful and thrive, like Black Wall Street for one of the most iconic examples? Would it be the voter suppression? Would it be sharecropping, which was nothing more than slavery? Would it be the 13th Amendment that legalizes slavery that you think that they should appreciate? Would it be the oppression? Would it be the redlining? Would it be the Homestead Act where they gave away a shit ton of land to white people and gave the freely, um, I'm sorry, the newly freed enslaved, not a motherfucking thing. Although they were promised 40 acres and a mule, they never got shit. But white people got reparations for the loss of their slaves. Would it be the underfunding of the education system? Would it be mass incarceration? Would it be the school to prison pipeline? Would it be the police brutality and the black people who are murdered every single day by those who are supposed to quote unquote serve and protect, which by the way, they took that off of the police vehicles. You will not see that anywhere because that is actually not their job. They are modern day slave patrol. Is that what the black community should appreciate? Would it be the complete denial of their experience or is it the lack of our accountability that they should appreciate? I think you need to appreciate education more. Sit back. So to go back to the first part of her video. So now I understand why they wouldn't have a problem tabling a bill that would delete the part of the code and will allow rapists to be able to bring a civil case against their victim. I get it. House lawmakers agreed to, to that change on Thursday afternoon, by the way. Opponents questioned the legality of the legislation since federal law regulates interstate travel. Republican Senator Todd Lakey rejects that, saying the crime takes place in Idaho when a person conceals a trip to an abortion clinic from a parent. We have the authority and the obligation and the opportunity to establish criminal laws in Idaho and to take those acts in Idaho. That's what we're saying is a crime. The bill now goes to Governor Brad Little's desk for consideration. Should it become law? Rebecca Gibron, CEO of Planned Parenthood Great Northwest, told the Idaho Capital Sun this week the organization intends to challenge it. <sighs> oh, we care about the children. Remember, though, we care about the children. Go ahead, Afo. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, um, when I drive, I'm in the house for road construction. Yes, enough nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, come other um, Bluetooth thing died, so I'm putting the other one, we don't have a nice cancellation. But yeah, um, <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, I'm telling you already over and over again. It's when black people say certain stuff, you know, persons quick to shut them down and tell them. So they don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, you're full of hatred. Oh, you're racist. Um, you're a bigot. Huh? What you talking about? I know my history. I know my history. I do my research. These same people come out and say it out of their own mouth. You see me? Yeah, yes, you see the acts that are, that are um, uh, um, carried out by these people. Now, again, we're not saying all of them racist. We're not saying that. 
but majority of them, that's all them know. That, that, that's all. That's the nature. You get what I say? That's all them care about. You get what I say? And that is why you see them continue to this day, especially here in the land of the weirdos. You get what I say? Continue to carry on these um, these crazy demonic acts. You know what I mean? Especially by, uh, especially again, certain group of people. You know, a long time you know about the, the old um, crack thing. Oh, uh, the, the CIA deal with it. Again, I said the CIA. Right, but let's <laughs> bring it. Yourself? Okay, hold on, Alpha. I want us to stick to the topic at Pause hand. It. Yeah, I want us to stick to the topic at hand, which is the, as it, we're speaking right now about Idaho lawmakers passing a bill to prevent the minors from leaving the state of, for abortion. I don't want to go, I, I had to play the video in its entirety for us to gain an understanding, but I want us to take it back just to this part and let us address this part in particular. Minors. And what is going on? And trying to understand why you would want to table a bill that would not protect minors, but protect rapists. That's what I want to talk about. It all go back to the whole Roe versus weird thing here, what they may have the other day. Um, it's all about them race. Them numbers are dwindling. It's all about them race building up their numbers. That, that, that's all it is. And yes, it, it's very sickening and crazy that um, a minor got raped by a, 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 a demon, because let's call it what it is, a demon, yeah, evil entity, and rights are there to protect that demon, that evil entity. We see it going on again, we see it going on all the time, like throughout history, when these people go around and rape um, their ancestors, you get what I say? And them, they are being protected. You see what I say? So the same thing they might do, the same thing they might do, it's not, not change. It, again, it, it, uh, uh, it's their nature. That's all them know. You see what I say? But again, when we say these things, the first thing people quickly say, oh, we don't know what we are talking about. We, 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 we are conspiracy theorists and we're racist and all sorts of foolishness. But we don't know the history. And that's all now for us. Do the research and know the history. Watch the video of them. Watch the documentary of them. Listen to all these people talk. Look what they might do from them time till now. Not not change. I'm kind of, they might calm it down just a little bit. But at the end of the day, not not change. Nothing at all. Because what? That's just their nature. And as long as it will benefit them in you know, whatever way it is or the, whatever their agenda is, you see them are going to continue to do that. They are going to continue. If you can't um, do all the, the, the demon the acts when you do from slavery time till now, and especially as we read, as we said, them do I mean, and a couple of years ago, them do it to one sister where them, the, the, the man raped the woman and all kind of something. I, I think they were talking about one night, like, more than one person it happened to, um, and it come to the news. You see me, I say, and it's like they want to lock up the girl, you see me, lock up the girl, throw in a prison, that's where the key, all kind of foolish. Because what? She, she killed her, her, her rapist or whatever it, um, it yeah, is. Yeah, that one, okay. You see me, I said, so uh, that's all them know moments. And as long as you live in this land of the weirdos, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I can't. Just this day in and day out. Right. I'm going for now. Thank you so much, Afo. What can the people, if they care to do anything in Idaho, do?
to stop this from going through? How do we protect our minors? How can we protect them? Because the bill goes to Governor Brad Little's desk for consideration. Go right ahead. Yeah, mor morning, everyone. Good morning, James. Yeah, trust me, like, um, when you're on the outside looking in, it's, it, it, it's puzzling, trust me. Be because, you know, like, with America trying to police the world and, and, and talk about countries' shortcomings, and as I said, on the outside, in, in Canada, looking in, to America, look looking at all the stuff, you know, when they when they talk about, you know, the the, the World Cup thing the other day with the um, LGBTQ rights, um, when they when they they try to call out um, Middle Eastern um, countries about women's rights and stuff like that, it, uh, is is America any different? <laughs> like the only thing I can see that in America, women have right the rights to drive. You have the right to 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 um, promiscuity or or any type of lifestyle that you want to live. You, you you have that right. They allow you to do that. You can do the naked Instagram. You can do. You have that right. But when it comes down to, to to human rights, is it much different from from the countries that they're chastising? Like it it's crazy because as I said yesterday, like I've been in Canada like over twelve years now. I've never, and I and I I'm a person that follow politics. I have never heard any politician on any campaign talking about um, abortion, talking about the, the as a healthcare, education, and human rights. You know, like I don't I don't see campaign with all of these stuff. You don't know that um, people are against abortion are certain type of things unless you, you you go there and you see like um at certain places you see um people with their placards and stuff like that occasionally you'll see it on the news occasionally you will see like animal rights people at meat plants and stuff like that but government for the most part stay out of those type of stuff education healthcare, they focus on things that people need every day not this type of stuff like it it's sad and and it just seemed like a cycle like a cycle it just keep going on and and, and it never stops it it's trust me like i'm not in america and i'm tired of keeping up with, with the politics <laughs> i'm tired <laughs> i just need us to do right by our children that is what i need us to do do right by our children this is how we protect them Is this how we say we protect our children? Have you spoken to a lot of young people lately? Many of them are not interested in having children. Many of them are not. Because they don't see this country as the place to raise a child. Many With the recent shootings that have been happening in schools, might I add, They don't want that stress, they say. They don't want it. So folks like myself who are looking forward to having grandchildren, may give up, we may have to just give up that. 
and know that your your your, your lineage ends right here. That's it. Done. That's how young people are thinking. Why should I have a child? Within our community, we talk about the fact that there is inequity and inequality within the healthcare system, right? And many of them, let me tell you, these young people, they're like, listen, man, this is probably the only country, a developed country, the only developed country that you go to have a baby and you leave with a bill the size of a mortgage, like it's a, a, a mortgage. <laughs> make that make sense. If you have insurance, you may get a little break. It's the only country they feel. So young people are talking. They're, we may not see them sit down watching the news, but they're talking. Why am I going to put myself in this? They're figuring it out. And they're looking at us like, duh. Why, why sh <laughs> can we truly encourage them? No, I need my grandkids, please. I need, you know, I, I need grandkids. They're looking at you like, no, you want them, you go have them. Because they don't want their children to grow up in a stressful society. Can't blame them. Imagine. The state law also allows family members and the father of an aborted fetus to file a civil lawsuit against a doctor. Imagine that. Judge who previously ruling, um, so sorry, judge's ruling undercuts U.S. health laws preventative care. This one's story courtesy of NPR. A federal judge in Texas who previously ruled to dismantle the Affordable Care Act struck down a narrower but key part of the nation's health law on Thursday in a decision that opponents say could jeopardize preventative screenings for millions of Americans. The ruling by U.S. District Judge Reed O'Connor comes more than four years after he ruled that the health care law, sometimes called Obamacare, was unconstitutional. The U.S. Supreme Court later overturned that decision. His latest ruling is likely to start another lengthy court battle. O'Connor blocked the requirement that most insurers cover some preventative care, such as cancer screenings, siding with plaintiffs who include a conservative activist in Texas and a Christian dentist who opposed mandatory coverage for contraception and an HIV prevention treatment on religious grounds. Do they even know what it means to be a Christian? I don't think so. O'Connor wrote in his opinion that recommendations for preventative care by the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force were unlawful. The Biden administration had told the court that the outcome of the case could create extraordinary upheaval in the United States' public health system. It is likely to appeal. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services did not immediately respond to a message seeking comment on the ruling. In September, O'Connor ruled that required coverage of the HIV prevention treatment, known as PrEP, which is a pill taken daily to prevent infection, 
violated the plaintiff's religious beliefs. That decision also undercut the broader system that determines which preventative drugs are covered in the U.S., ruling that a federal task force that recommends coverage of preventative treatments is unconstitutional. Employers' religious objections have been a sticking point in past challenges to former President Barack Obama's health care law, including over contraception. The Biden administration and more than 20 states, mostly controlled by Democrats, had urged O'Connor against a sweeping ruling that would do away with the preventative care coverage requirement entirely. Over the last decade, millions of Americans have relied on the preventative services provisions to obtain no-cost preventative care, improving not only their own health and welfare, but public health outcomes more broadly. The states argued that in a court filing. The lawsuit is among the attempts by conservatives to chip away at the Affordable Care Act or wipe it out entirely since it was signed into law in 2010. The attorney who filed the suit was an architect of the Texas abortion law that was the nation's strictest before the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June and allowed states to ban the procedure. (laughs) We care about our people. (laughs) Yes, we do. We care about you folks. Don't worry. We still care about you. (laughs) We care about you by taking away the opportunity to have preventative care coverage. Hmm? Yeah, 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 yeah. We care. We, We say we care. We care about you and cancer. We care about you and diabetes. We care about you and high blood pressure. We care about you and hypertension. We care about you when it comes to um, blood disorders. We care. We do care. We honestly do care. But I care about guns more. (laughs) Sorry. I'm so sorry, folks. You know, sorry. Oh, I care about the children. Oh, but no, 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 no. I care about guns more. Really? So with your wanting to attack preventative care coverage, are we going to put some kind of measure in place that will um, regulate the prices and put a cap on what doctors and hospitals and anyone in the healthcare field can charge? Are we going to put a cap on that? How about pharmaceuticals? Are we going to put a cap on that? So that people can actually take care of themselves because that's what they're going to have to do because people are now going to have to make a choice. Do I pay my rent or do I get my insulin? That's that's what we're doing. We say we care. How exactly do you care about the citizens of this country? The federal judge in Texas, tell me, please. U.S. District Judge Reed O'Connor, please tell me. Tell me how you care. Is that how you care about your Texans? S.
SJPOA president responds to drug-related charges against the union's executive director. Story courtesy of NBCBayArea.com. This story was sent over courtesy of uh, Dre. Let me go ahead and get the soundbite for that one uploaded. Here we go. Is it me or I'm not hearing anything from it? I'm not hearing it. Okay, hold on. Let me see. We begin with that interview you will only see here on NBC Bay Area. The president of the San Jose Police Officers Association is now talking about the indictment of a woman considered, quote, the grandma of the police officers union. Now she's accused of trafficking drugs. The 64-year-old office manager will now face federal charges in court tomorrow, but the union president sat down with us this morning. He gave his first one-on-one -on -one interview to NBC Bay Area's Chris Sanchez. She joins us live in San Jose. Chris, what did he have to say? You know, he says that he is shocked, but even more than being shocked, he says that he feels betrayed that for the last eight years, the woman who really was the softer side of the Police Officers Association was also allegedly trafficking the same kinds of drugs the San Jose police officers are tasked with getting off the streets. This has been the grandma of the POA. I mean, we, this is not the person that we have known. The person we've known is worked with fallen officers' families to help them. Uh, when we have a fundraiser for an officer's child, uh, she would help get that organized and, and in place. And so this is just not the person that we've known for well over a decade. San Jose POA President Sean Pritchard told me he was shocked when the feds called to tell them that 64-year-old Joanne Segovia, the union's office manager, seen here in her LinkedIn picture, was under investigation for trafficking drugs, sometimes from the POA's office, using the POA's UPS account and her POA email. The POA president says Segovia did it alone. Uh, there's been no indication at all, zero, that anybody else is involved, no sworn officers, uh, no other civilian employees, no one. Uh, this is an individual uh, from everything that we've learned that has been uh, acting uh, on her, her own. In the federal complaint released in the last 24 hours, federal prosecutors allege that Segovia had 61 drug shipments mailed to her San Jose home from Hong Kong, Hungary, India, and Singapore. She then distributed them by mail to other states. In complaint number 44, Segovia's phone number is linked to an Alabama man who died of an overdose in 2022. The union president says this is a sad example of the scourge of drugs, but is not a reflection on the San Jose Police Department itself. People are mad. Pe people are mad, and they have every right to be. We have the hardest working, most dedicated, committed officers there is. And they go out every single day to risk their lives for this community. And this in no way is any reflection on who they are as individuals, what they do for our communities, and what they stand for as a profession. Uh, the POA president wants to emphasize that as the office manager here, Segovia had no power over decision making and no access to public records or the finances of the Police Officers Association. And at this point, it is unclear whether Segovia was just trafficking the drugs, allegedly, or whether perhaps she was using them herself. She is due in court tomorrow at 1 o'clock in the afternoon 
and will be there. In San Jose, Chris Sanchez, NBC Bay Area News. Really shocked. But um, <laughs> should we be surprised? I don't think so. A lot of drug trafficking is done by people in positions of authority in law enforcement. It happens. But they don't want to talk about that. They want to make it seem as though it's always the Mexicans, right? No. Right here, people in positions of power. I said it, was it yesterday or the day before? They tend to put themselves in certain positions so that they can carry out their illicit activity. It happens. All right. Well, the man of the century, Donald Trump, Mr. Orange himself, indicted, expected to surrender next week. Story courtesy of the Associated Press via WSVN Miami. Jones begins our live team coverage from Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate with the latest. Tavares, good morning. Yes, Samantha, Ethan, good morning to you both. And the details of this indictment, the charges not yet made public. That's because in the state of New York, when a grand jury votes on an indictment, those are sealed. But I can tell you this surrounds a case centered on a $130,000 payment made to, allegedly made to, adult film star Stormy Daniels during the closing days of President Donald Trump's 2016 campaign. District Attorney Alvin Bragg leaves his office as news of the indictment of former President Donald Trump rocks the political and legal worlds. I don't see him um, hiding from anything. I would be shocked if that would be uh, the consequence or the result of, of, of this. I think he would deal with it head on. I would hope so. An attorney for Donald Trump says the former president is not surprised but disappointed that he is to be indicted by a New York grand jury. He thinks the motivation is not justice but politics. You know, that's what happens when, when he's leading in the polls. The move historic and unprecedented. This is a so historical just on the basis that for the first time in American history, a former president has been indicted. Uh, that there, there's a lot that, that's, you know, that we have to parse out in terms of whether or not this indictment actually leads to conviction. The grand jury's investigation centers around alleged hush money. He paid adult film actress Stormy Daniels through then Trump attorney Michael Cohen. Daniels claims she had an affair with Trump back in 2006, which he denies. Trump also denies directing Cohen to make that payment. Supporters gathered outside of Mar-a-Lago last week to support Trump when he announced the indictment might be imminent. The week came and went with no news until now. The former president responding on his Truth social media website, saying, quote, this is political persecution and election interference at its highest level in history. The Democrats have lied, cheated, and stolen in their obsession with trying to get Trump, but now they've done the unthinkable, indicting a completely innocent person in an act of blatant election interference. A new reaction overnight from his former attorney who allegedly helped pay the hush money and former Vice President Mike Pence. I think the unprecedented indictment of a former president of the United States on a campaign finance issue is an outrage. And, and it appears to, to millions of Americans to be nothing more than a political prosecution. No one is above the law. This is also about that whatever laws that sent me to prison should send him to prison. Now back at her live, the former president set to be arraigned on Tuesday. That's when he will be formally charged 
with the counts of the indictment. Reporting live this morning in Palm Beach, I'm Tavares Jones, today in Florida. All right, Tavares, our team coverage continues now with reporter Madeline Rivera. She's live in New York City. Madeline, uh, when can we expect to see Donald Trump turning himself in? Good morning, Samantha and Ethan. Well, this timeline has actually been pushed back by a few days. Mr. Trump was actually asked to surrender today, but his team pushed back. So we expect Mr. Trump to turn himself in and his arraignment will likely take place sometime next week. Mr. Trump will likely go through a process that most defendants here in New York City go through. He will likely go through fingerprinting, likely have a mugshot taken, but there will likely not be any perp walk or he and we might not even see him in handcuffs as well because the Secret Service wants to make sure that they make every step to make sure that the president, the former president rather, is safe from any potential risks. So hey, Madeline, we know there may be some really strong reactions from the former president's supporters there in New York City. What can you tell us about security measures being put in place? Well, Ethan, an unprecedented move requires a massive response. So over the last few days, security has really ramped up here in lower Manhattan. But today, the NYPD has ordered every police officer to be in full uniform as a precautionary measure as well. Ethan. Madeline Rivera reporting live in New York City. Madeline, thank you for your reporting. And we have continuing coverage on the former president's indictment all morning long. Another live report out of New York is coming up at 7.30. But let me just read this next story and then we can um, have a conversation. So Ivanka Trump is reportedly no longer advising her father, Donald Trump, on legal and political issues. Story courtesy of Baller Alert. Ivanka Trump has washed her hands with her father, Donald Trump, and says she is no longer advising him because she knows how impossible he can be. According to a source, the eldest daughter of former President Donald Trump uh, has decided to step away from politics and instead prioritize spending time with her family in Florida. Despite Ivanka maintaining her distance, the source says there is no personal animosity between her and her father. In addition, the source also claimed Ivanka is staying clear of Trump's legal issues as well. <laughs> Even though Ivanka loves her dad, she knows how impossible he can be, the source told People magazine. Donald does what he wants and she can't help him now. His help is in the hands of the, okay, here we go. Come back screen. Okay. His help is in the hands of his lawyers and advisors, and she is no longer working in that capacity. The source continued. She basically wants a new life to compensate for what she lost when she spent four years in her father's Washington. She misses her active social life and group of friends. Ivanka previously made it known that um, and Claire that she was not getting involved with her father's political business after he announced he was launching another presidential campaign. This time around, she said, I am choosing to prioritize my children and the private life we are creating as a family. I do not plan to be involved in politics. While I will always love and support my father, going forward, I will do so outside the political arena.
During President Trump's term from January 2017 to 2021, Ivanka and her husband, Jared Kushner, acted as senior advisors. Ivanka concentrated on advancing women's education and economic empowerment. In addition to promoting job creation, economic growth, workforce development, skills training, and entrepreneurship. I'm, I'm sure y'all weren't aware that she did all of that because I sure as heck wasn't either. But anyway, so... She is now, um, <laughs> she is now washing her hands like Pontius Pilate when the people said, uh, when he said, who do you want, Jesus or Barnabas? And they said, give us Barnabas. And he washed his hands in the bowl and said, well, the blood will not be on my hands, but on yours. So this is what she's doing. She's washing her hands clean. She's removing herself, distancing herself. A little too late, Ivanka. A little too late. Don't step aside now. Uh-oh. I don't know if you ever heard the song, Step Aside Now. But uh, no, not in this case. Draw closer to your daddy. He gonna need you, boo. He gonna need you. He, he gonna uh, need somebody's shoulder to lean on, to cry on, somebody's leg to rub. I'm just saying. Moments, a wife, I'm curious about the wife. She probably did want my dance to some vibes cartel now. <laughs> but in all honesty, let, let's come back to reality for a second. Do we honestly think that it's going to go beyond the arraignment? Do we really think that, um, I mean, Stormy Daniels, damn, give it up to a woman, the power of the pee. Um, uh, in case y'all didn't know, though, for real, when, uh, what's that song um, that Lady Saw has? Mm-hmm. me name, so me born lucky, all aeroplane, me get you me, uh-huh. She ain't lying. It is so powerful. That kid a cat, real powerful, folks. Um, so she was successful. They couldn't get him on anything else. People have gone to jail. People did. They couldn't get him on anything. But they're able to nab him on this. And they're going to do to him, I believe, or try to do to him, I believe, what they did with O.J. Simpson. Um, Kardashian and um, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. What's the other attorney? He died. They both are dead. Isn't it ironic? Um, Johnny Cochran. Cochran and Kardashian were able to get Simpson off, right? The glove doesn't fit a quit. But they got him. What did they get him for? The um, memorabilia or whatever. And they just piled on everything at that point because, gotcha. So if they are going to be successful, it's going to be a gotcha for him. If, and I'm putting that if in big capital letters, the size of the Statue of Liberty. If they are able to get him, they are going to pile on everything else in this case. Go right ahead. Moments, that, that OJ thing is funny. The glove didn't fit. What, what are you trying to say? The condom didn't fit? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Could one fit? <laughs> they make them that small? I don't know. But, um... Yeah. Do we honestly think that it's going to go beyond that, though, in all seriousness? No, there's 
Uh, I don't think he's gonna go to jail. I don't gonna come out of it. Yes, he's gonna get a um, arraigned and arrested, and he's gonna go to court. But he's not gonna get no time. Nothing's gonna happen. Um, I personally think I understand what everybody's saying, but it's on what he did. But it's all about politics as well. And I believe if he had not run for president again, he would never get in, indicted. But because he went and run for president, and he's an up, have an opportunity to win, they're gonna have to. They're gonna try to stop that. So I think it's all political. But he did the crime. He has to do the time, but he's not going to do the time. Um, because remember, it may be, be his money, but he didn't pay the girl directly. His lawyer did. So they're going to find a way to get him off. And don't be surprised if the Democrats help him to get off. Mm, interesting. Why do you say that, Marlon? Because they're all friends. Every single one of them are friends. They're all in the pot together. I don't want not one Republican or Democrat. They're all working together. Oh, boy. So, all political. This is my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's going to go to, uh, he's going to do any time. Yeah, he's going to go to court. And it's all a big thing for news and the media. It's all media. But nothing is going to happen to him. You know, yes, he's the first president. He ever. made history. To make history but donald trump is that he liked to make history he liked to make the news he stays in the news from from he came from day one since he's been a president he's always in the news the news is boring without talking about donald trump <laughs> everybody especially seeing everybody talks about him and he loved that it's all media nothing's gonna happen to him he's a kardashian at heart yes he is <laughs> So Mar Marlon, hold on, hold on, James. Javet, hold on, James. Go ahead, Javet. Will y'all stop hyping that man up? I hope he goes underneath the jail. <laughs> I just feel that everybody needs to be more vigilant when they're around the others mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because um, trouble is a brewing. Yeah, brewing. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I I don't appreciate that. They called it on a Friday because now he has all weekend to rile his people up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should have did it on the same day that they they could indict him. Like, go, go and get him and indict him all on the same day. Don't give him a chance to say anything else on the media. Mm-hmm. I agree, Javette. Uh, Mr. Javette, and he's going to, you're right, he's going to rile up all these people down in Mar-a-Lago like they did last week. So I believe if they gonna do something they should have picked him up right away because now he's trust me you're gonna see it all over the news in the next couple of hours the next couple of days it's gonna be people in mar-a-lago like they did like hundreds i mean hundreds of people outside this hotel it's gonna be ridiculous i think it's gonna be in every state like i'm yep. thinking of bringing my weapon to work <laughs> no and it's I serious don't and i usually don't it's serious, Javette. Protect yourself. This guy, I don't know. I really don't know. 
what he has over so many people. But didn't he put out some NFT or something like that? And got a lot of money right away, right? I think he did it after he made the announcement last week that he that the, the indictment may be imminent. Yeah. And people shell out millions to this guy. What the heck? He's a user. He always uses everybody's money. He's always even from when I was in New York. And then claimed bankruptcy. Yes. Successfully. But he I mean oh question. Is he still able to campaign if he goes through this with this indictment? Yes. Maroxstone, yeah. welcome to America. The land of opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So how is it that felons can't vote then? Good question. He's not convicted yet. That part. You're right. Thanks for the correction, Javet. Wow. And this is why I say not going to go to jail. I don't think he's going to be convicted. Yes, going to do their thing, but I don't think they're going to do that to a U.S. president. Yes, he's the first one to... Um, and if it happens, well, I, I eat my words, but I don't think it's going to happen. We need something to happen, Marlon. We need something to happen. You know, having a conversation with someone yesterday, and the person said to me that, it's such a shame what is going on in the U.S., a country that was once well-respected, and I interjected and said, a pity, you know, the world didn't know the truth about the U.S., but thank God for social media, we're learning a lot. We have learned a lot, especially since the lockdown when we were going through the pandemic. But, um, you know, the person went on to say, a country that was so respected globally lost its respect when Donald Trump won the election. He didn't win it, technically, because Hillary had the popular vote, but he won because that's how the Electoral College voted. Um, and that was it. That was it. America became the laughing stock of the world. And China capitalized off of that and further got busy because they, was, they, they saw the writing on the wall. They're like, you know what? It's Looney Tune time in that country, so we're going to get busy doing what we have to do. Now everybody's running to China. America is crumbling. We are seeing... He, well, Marlon, you always used to say this. He had to go into power for us to recognize what America is truly all about. And you're absolutely right. Had he not gone in... We would not know the stark and terrible truth, the horrific truth about this country and its people. So we have to be grateful for that. It's an eye opener. And because we're now aware, we know how to move differently. He knows why he wanted to go in there. He knows why he was under, in my opinion, understudying Kim Jong-un. That's my name over in North Korea. Because that's what he wants in the U.S. He wants to be protected from all his ills. That's what he's looking for.
or was looking for and is still looking for. And that's why he wants to get in. He wants to be in the situation where he can't be removed and he cannot be held liable for anything. Can't be brought to justice for anything. But the person went on to say, look at what happened with the impeachment. It was just a matter of, um, it was like just, you know, give the, the country something to watch. Give the world something to watch. Knowing full well that nothing would have come out of it. And they feel that this is going to be the same situation that right now it's just a show. Nothing is going to come out of it. Well, enough of the show. Enough of the distractions. Let us be serious. Whether president, ex-president, don't care. Let us be serious for once and stop playing with the American populace. Stop playing with the world. I would be happy if whatever comes out of this, at least he can't run again. That part. I would be happy with that. We need that, uh, Javet. We need it. He needs to be stopped. Can you imagine if he got back in? Can you imagine? That would be the end of America. Totally. People would be like, America? Anybody got time for that? That's what it would be. Right now, as it stands, you're better off traveling on another passport than an American passport if you're so um, fortunate trust me not much respect okay let me let me jump to the chat real quick so um javette said it only takes one i mean they got rid of richard nixon so Ned says one impeachment and nixon resigned trump was impeached twice and still fights <laughs> that was the only two term he had so that maybe <laughs> thank you for that reminder twice yeah didn't get two terms but he got two impeachments and he's still fighting with everything he got left in him. The man is too pompous to leave. <laughs> he's like a roach. <laughs> a German cockroach? And, yeah, embarrassment for, uh, like makes him um, just strive. He's not, he's not got, he doesn't have that little gene that says, you people don't like you. Nope. They love me. I am the best. <laughs> The, only the best people love me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then, did you see the tweet that his son, that son looked like he on something. Which one, Eric or Donald? Eric. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter which tragic. son. It doesn't matter which son. <laughs> they both look like they're on. They all, the entire family. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's leave the babies alone. <laughs> What baby? Not the babies. Which baby? They're adults. That's the only one we won't mess with with Darren because Darren is still a minor. All the others are adults. No, are not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, I mean the last one. Yeah. So we, we're not messing yeah, with baby, right? Darren actually is the most attractive of them all. Oh, um, because, yeah, the others are not. They all have that, that minute chin that just <laughs> doesn't work on. Um, good night. I can't. I can't. Yesterday was James today. <laughs> I can't. Oh gosh. Um, moments. Yes, Alpha. Um, I want to know the real reason why Hillary didn't win, don't it? 
Um, you can't say it over the ear because you're just on the ear, so I right. can't say it. Yeah. It's a for, it's not for Put me, it in the like, chat. Put it in the chat. Put it in the I'm chat. A, no, I'm, I'm driving. Oh. Um, so if maybe one next time or if when if you decide to like come out for the ear, you know what I mean? Yeah, but um, me, me and my wife, we're still gonna watch the video and others watch the videos and let's just say something we can't read. Yeah. 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 Have it. If you have it, you do fed time. Okay, so and we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, and that is why I'm tell her said when they have the debating, I'm tell her say yo, if I was a president, if it was up to me, you would be in jail. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, something serious, and that is why she 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 drop out and you know, hear from her. No one did my sister pop up her face one and two time, and that's it. But uh, something serious. Okay. That's why right. she not win. All right. So for another time. <laughs> Another I, I didn't hear what Alpha. He said Hillary Clinton, right? Yeah, Hillary, Hillary. Hillary yeah. Okay. Um, just wanted this one. Okay. Yeah, moments. You, you don't think this? You don't think this is a win for DeSantis? You don't think probably people are going to say, you know what? This guy come with too much baggage, so DeSantis no. is a safer bet. No. No. You don't think so? No. Mm -mm. I, I think so. so. I, I think, think so. Too. We'll watch I and see, so but that, that's what I think. I think people, because the two of them, they're pretty much the same. So whatever people are going to look for in Donald Trump, uh -huh. they can get it. They can get it in the Santos, um, but without the, the the extracurricular activities. So <laughs> I, I feel like people. But we don't know that. We don't know that. I'm sure the San the San oh, oh, the sanctimonious. Yes, I'm sorry. You say you say something different. You say something radio edited. I can't say what I'd call him. Um, but I I believe see, things are going to come up about him as well. It's just a matter of time. Well. It's just a matter of time. But I do believe that this will give him an edge over Donald Trump in the election. For I mean, yeah. the only reason I think it will give him an edge or solo is if um, he is actually sentenced to do time. That's the honest truth. He is the favorite of the two. He is the one that is more favored. People will only pick DeSantis if Donald Trump um is no longer in the picture that's how i feel i honestly feel that way donald trump is if he runs he's gonna the thing is he's he was a businessman he's a businessman and a lot of these he make a lot of people these rich people stay rich so you know gas supposed to be down and so everything is everybody donald did this and donald did that Donald didn't do anything, but you know, when he came in, he might have, you know, keep some money in your pocket as a businessman. Because when I go to this spot, I go to to have lunch, and um, this man is a businessman, and he say he can't wait for him to get back in because he saved more money when Donald was in. So it's all about money. That's the only language. Yeah. Someone said that to me here as well, Marlon. Someone said it to me the other day on the radio that that they they want Donald, Donald Trump to go back into office because they made more money when Donald Trump was in office, and this was a brown man, a brown millionaire. Exactly, and this is a Latino here. They, it's all about the money. And they want to keep more money in their pockets, so they don't really care about anything else but the money or the money they can save when he's in. The tax breaks and all that. That's all. That's all it is. So that's all we are reduced to money. 
Yes. What are you talking about? Absolutely. Exactly. What do you think if it the was? Scientist goes, <clears throat> sorry. No, go. No, I'm saying if the Santis goes in, it's going to be the same thing. The Republicans tend to have people have more money with, when the Republicans are in um, in office. True. So, DeSantis, I think, is a little bit more dangerous because he is a politician, unlike Donald Trump. Mm. So I hey, I wouldn't want to see a DeSantis presidency. Hmm. Hmm. All right, so we just have to get our popcorn or, you know, whatever you prefer to snack on, Twix, Twizzlers. Start um, voting now for the local stuff. Yes, yes. Don't, don't yes, forget. Don't, yes. don't, 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 don't let it just happen. We have we have ways to, to start working against it. Don't know if we can be successful as little people, but we can start in small areas so that the local stuff doesn't kill us as much. But that's just me. Yeah. Look at what Javette put in the chat. This morning, Trump had 50% of the votes. <laughs> Sanctimonious had 24%. He's going to be running for president, president, the presidency um, from jail. And they're still going <laughs> to he will him. win! He's going to run the country from jail. And these people will still... Oh, it's a wicked situation we're in. And, and, and so that is right. We have to start in our local areas and don't think it's not important when we have these local elections. Those are the important elections. Rosolo, when you don't have these start. people on your show, you, we need to start pulling them out. I pull them out. I pull them out. I'm going to pull them out. Okay, I'll pull them out. You've got to pull them out. out. Get them to, we need to start Donna hearing them. Donna said she doesn't know if she's running for Congress again, but I, I reached out to Oliver Mayor do, um, from you know in Miami. I'm reaching out to people. So I, I'll pull them out. There are people running. I told you five Nigerians just run just one seats in the house here um, in Georgia. So we have to, we have to. We have to galvanize. People. Yeah. There are a lot of, you don't realize, especially in the local communities. I'm only speaking for like Georgia and Florida. There are so many Caribbean people in offices, lower offices here, and, and we don't know about them. So I'll pull them out. Got to pull them out. Got to bring them to the pull forefront. Them. We need to hear their voice. We can't wait until the, the, the ninth hour, the 10th hour for them that's to. that's what they normally do. That's what they, they need to. Remember, and that's they come the problem, on yeah, They come on when it's time to vote. They that's really the problem. They closer to the election. But um, they have people galvanizing here. So I'll, 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 I'll pull them out. We got to get them. We got to hear their voices. We mm -hmm. have to hear their POAs. We have to hear what they plan to do to tackle certain things that have been a concern right. within certain communities. And not only that, not only tackling things at the community level, but when they actually get in, because we're speaking it into existence, when they get in, how do they plan to change certain mm -hmm. things? Right, what are they going to do? The, yeah. They come and they come out to, like I said, you know, I saw Donna and saw um, the, the DA for Fulton County. She was at the event that I hosted the other day. So there's, they come out. It's just a lot of them um, like to promote when it's closer to the election and, and, and we need to do better because people need to be informed throughout the year, period. Exactly. You so have to. I'll, I'll get on it. I'll please, get on it. Please do. I'm going to push you on that one. Sorry. You know. Really no apologies. But, no apologies. But, you know, if we are going to make any changes and we constantly are saying that it has to be done at the local level, well, it starts now. The hard work starts now. If you do the hard work now, you will cruise later on. Closer to the time you don't have to stress so much. 
But this is an embarrassment to the, you know, the U.S. right now, thanks to Donald Trump, is standing on the pedestal of embarrassment. Our, our um, stock has dropped even more because what the heck? Who, what the heck is going on over there? And this man is still adamant about campaigning for 2024. And he looks at it as a political attack and, you know, they're trying to tear me down and nothing is wrong with me. But Martin, you made a valid point. He may have a leg to stand on because it wasn't him who gave the money directly to her. It was his attorney and anything can be said. And remember, he has a damn good legal team. They have been very successful with him so far. They were able to push back until Tuesday. What does that tell you? And I agree, Javed. He should have been scooped up immediately, not given the opportunity to think or even change his pamper. You know, so. And then how does this now, how does the Secret Service come into play? They still have to protect him throughout the entire thing? Yes, they do. Even if he's in jail. So they're going to sit down in a jail with him too? Yep. Hell to the no. Please tell me that ain't so, Marlon. That, that, that. <laughs> but they have to, they have to, wherever he goes, they have to be there. No, Marlon. No. I refuse to believe <laughs> that one. I'm sorry. They're still going to put him in a private cell by himself, but they, they're still going to be in the, in the, um, in the prison or wherever the jail, wherever he's at, they have to be there. <laughs> um, I, But I, I just think we just need to take a, a nice break from this presidents and just let the people run the country. Because <laughs> we the people are doing a better job than what's going on. Than <laughs> <laughs> just the four years of presidents for now. Oh, boy. Javel, of course, he's going to post bail the same day. He's not even going to go sit in a holding cell. That's not going to happen. He's And he's even if he has to serve time, he will be serving time at Mar-a-Lago. I believe so. That, that's what I believe. What we don't want is for him to try to leave the country and go to Russia or North Korea. That's what we don't want. We need to see to it that he's right here. I don't think he's going to leave the country. Personally, I don't think so. He's going to stay and do his thing. Because he knows. He knows. He, he's not going to go to jail. He knows. So he's not going to run. I don't think he's going to run. They'll take his passport, Javette says. Okay. I don't think he even intended to run for president again. He just using the milestone. He gets to campaign and say he could keep the money with some clause. He know he's not going to jail. This thing will drag on, drag on. We will speak about it. And then we will all get fed up. And we wouldn't even remember the sentence or whatever happens to it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anything on the news yet, Marlon, about the Palm Beachers? <laughs> I'm uh, waiting for 12 o'clock news, but not yet. That's in but four minutes. Okay. And he, he collects a lot of money. He collects millions. Of, I can't believe this man still collecting money up to right now. This is like ridiculous. Exactly, but just can't blame him. He's doing it legally. That is, oh, why would you vex the man? 
because he's, I, I, he's I, not I, doing anything wrong legal based on the legal system. There is the reason why I have Bex because I can't get none. <laughs> <laughs> so I go and ask somebody for something that they look at like, <laughs> like I'm crazy. Yeah. But hmm. Hmm. Okay. Popcorn time because this is going to he's like a church pastor collecting for the roof. Fun. The church building fund that never ends. Or the organ fund and the organ never gets fixed or replaced. The man's a shyster. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, the, the ultimate hustler. About, exactly. The whole thing about him getting him, um getting indicted last Tuesday, he may, he said it. Nobody from New York DA said it was going to be Tuesday the last time. They said it's, it's impending. He said Tuesday. Then he riled up his people. Then he said, oh, give me some money because I need to help pay for a fund. And they did that. It was all him. And people were even, the New York Times quoted him. They didn't quote New York State. They quoted him for saying that he said he's going to prison or jail on, on Tuesday. And he did it, and he gets on through social, and he gets on all these little rallies, and he says, they're coming for me. Give me your money. And these people just start putting, sending money. Oh. I love Sadat. <laughs> Listen, I don't understand why people is angry Donald Trump. Seriously. <laughs> no, I don't understand. Because, listen, if he's wanting Donald Trump has been over his career, his life is consistent. Facts. He has consistently been the person he is. So there is no surprise. He has all the schemes and all these lawsuits he lost and all the stuff. It is consistent throughout his life. I don't know why people act surprised when he do these crazy things now. And he already know he has a cash cow. He is going to milk it to the end. And he will take all the money and go and sit down wherever he will sit down while we debate over these things. I I don't think is that we're surprised at his actions. I think we're more shocked that nothing can be done to stop this man. I think that is what it is. That is what the issue is. I don't think it's him. He don't surprise me. But um, go ahead, uh, Dre. No, I just want him Obia man because <laughs> it is nothing can. Nothing, nothing can touch him. Like it doesn't matter. Thirty-five charges, how many charges? No jail. Nothing come out of anything wrong that he does. Um, like who gives a billionaire, a so-called billionaire, money? Would you give um, Bill Gates money? No. To 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 to, to put in a fund to pay a lawyer, whatever. Nobody gonna give Bill Gates, but, but they give Trump though. Me one know who I'm working with. Something is not right with this man. <laughs> Trump is a genius. He's protected in that different. Trump is a genius. However, we look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Me and you, me never know other man took guys. Other man that trunk. Don't it? No man. (laughs) I'm a terrible. On a terrible, on a terrible, on a terrible, on a, no, you know, on a, y'all stop it. But yeah, Donald Trump, he's, he's doing what he does best, stays at the forefront of the news. And he's on a global platform because the entire world has their eyes glued 
right now. Um, it's 12.01 Marlon, so you need to go check out what WSVN or um, any of these other channels are saying and, and, and let me know. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we have business and tech along with health and science news. All right, so here is a little from Ariana Grande. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Ziggy I got one more problem with you, girl. Hey. Thank you to everyone logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. I know you're always on that night shift, but I can't stand these nights alone. And I don't need no explanation, cause baby. Freestyle Friday. We're inside the, free, the Friday mix. Getting you ready for the weekend as we wrap up Women's History Month. You're listening to Fifth Harmony featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Work from home. We can work from home. Let's put it in motion. I'ma give you a promotion. I'll make it feel like a vacate Turn the bed into an ocean We don't need nobody I just need your body Nothing but sheets in between us Ain't no getting off early I know you're always on that night shift But I can't stand these nights alone And I don't need no explanation Cause baby Thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app for that non-stop party vibe. J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. I know DJ Naturalist is getting ready to sail on the Love and Harmony cruise. So, of course, I hope he posts videos so we can watch what goes down. Tuesday, April 4 to Sunday, April 9. We are here supporting you in spirit for those of us who can't be there in physical. Do your thing, DJ Naturalist.
Gonna catch another back. What is it? Catch another flight? Apple bottle make you want to bite. <laughs> yes, this is instrumental verse because, of course, I can't play the other one too much. Versing. And I lost the other one that I had. Sorry. Whatever your plans are for the weekend, I hope you plan to have a good time. Take care of you. He took me back to East Atlanta, na na na. Uh, oh, but my heart is in Havana. There's something about his manners, Havana. Uh-huh. Oh, Coming up after the music break, we have business and tech news and health and science news along with lifestyle. Days After Dark returns Monday, April 3rd. Is it the 3rd? Yeah, April 3rd. Monday, April 3rd, 10 p.m. Eastern. Join the crew, myself, Rosolo, Sonette, Javette, and Marlon for Real Relationship Talk. 10 p.m. Eastern, live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and the conversation happens on Clubhouse. Set your alarms. No mix up, me no friendly some up No man or girl can get me for you So go away, can't roll with the rebel keys See I'm pretty, it's a Dali link up Up a Dali Sunday From your waist, dirty don't come around We only par with clean house, girl Own like a Dali, like a Dali Enough money spent pan me body Enough man a dead over me Enough man a dead over me Dali have money, Dali have sense If you go put on Dali have length No girl can't lower me confidence me and no girl in a man argument Me no book, broke man Me haters, them are my biggest fans I'm a god long title, my god brands Me talk, me talk, and me no response So girl, go away Chat all you want, but you can't touch me Every day of my life, that's like Sunday And my father, you're born ugly Tell them shed yank Look like a dolly, look like a dolly Enough money spent on me body Enough man are dead over me If you want me a dolly, listen me Me look Thank you to my clubhouse crew for hanging out with me every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It's about damn time, Lizzo. Wait a minute, tell me how you're healing Cause I'm about to get into my feelings How you feeling, how you feel right now
sentimental man or woman to pump me up Feeling fussy, walking in my Balenciennes Trying to bring out the fabulous Cause I give a fuck, way too much I'ma need like two shots in my cup Wanna get up, wanna get down mm, That's how I feel right now Squeeze in one more and then we get back to business. Here is Selena Gomez with Love You Like a Love Song. Love you all, but I gotta get back to business. Thank you for this one, Selena Gomez. Love you like a love song. Oh, hold on, hold on. What's up, Marlon? What's up? Before you go, before you go, um, did you see that you don't need a permit in Florida for a gun? So it's finalized now? Yeah, the bill is signed. Oh, so. ooh, ouch! The president of Florida said that if Donald Trump choose not to turn himself in, they cannot take him out of Florida. Can you won't allow that? Okay, all right. That's. Let me just give you all the headlines and then we're going to talk about that. Marlon, don't go anywhere. Hold on. Let me just run the, the headlines I had coming up for you. So Disney begins laying off 7,000 employees. That's according to the CEO, Bob Iger. Okay. And um, 
Republican Senator Rand Paul blocks the bid to ban TikTok in the U.S. So that looks good so far for us TikTokers. And we were going to talk about the states with the highest and lowest tax burden reports. So let me just give you a rundown of that because real quick, uh, highest tax burden states, New York, 12.47%, Hawaii, 12.31%, Maine, 11.14%, Vermont, 10.28%, Connecticut, 9.83%, New Jersey, 9.76%, Maryland, 9.44%, Minnesota, 9.41%, Illinois, 9.38%, and Iowa, 9.15%. So when you want low taxes, you got to go to Oklahoma for 7.12%, Missouri's 7.11 montana 6.93 south dakota 6.69 wyoming 6.42 florida 6.33 tennessee 6.22 uh we also got new hampshire 6.14 delaware 6.12 and alaska 5.06 and that's what we're talking about when it we're talking about uh property taxes okay all right so i just wanted to let you know all of that so go back to you now marlon what in javette's words in the frackle knackle is happening in the state of Florida. Your, your, your president says if Donald Trump doesn't want to turn himself in, he's not going to allow anybody to come in and take him out as Mar-a-Lago. It's on his choice. So, Honus <laughs> is back in his voice, say, you know, he's not going to allow them to come here and take him out if he don't wants to go um turn himself in next week so what happens now then so this is just politics this is just politics <laughs> it is. he has no control he, he has no control if the feds they want to come and take it out so he's just talking to gain he can, he more can. popularity or more likes with trump voters yeah he's trying to he's trying to put a, a like a bill or a law like something so they cannot remove donald trump He's trying to get it in as soon as possible. So I don't know. I know it's not going to happen because you can't stop the feds from doing what they want to do. Um, but I guess I just say it's all politics. So, but you know, I wonder if they're going to have Donald Trump take his two payoff and his mugshot. <laughs> you know, because it's two different persons. You know, mug two pay. I know two pay. So I wonder. I can't with you, Marley. You're wrong for that. You're wrong for that. But, yeah, and the, the gun permit thing, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of states, not a lot, a couple of states you don't need a permit. I think Mississippi is one, and I want to think Georgia is one. I'm not sure. But um, you, don't, you don't need a permit anymore um, to get a gun in Florida. You could just go buy one at the shop. You could walk around open carry as well. So you don't have to hide it anymore from police or whatever. So you can have it. As long as it's bought legally. So that's what it is. Thank you so much, Marlon. Today, a controversial bill that allows people to carry concealed weapons without a permit now ready for the governor's signature. As Seven's Bucky's Narrate tells us the legislation would make it easier for Florida residents to carry guns. Secretary will unlock the board and senators will proceed to vote. Carrying a concealed weapon without a permit now approved by the Florida Senate and on its way to the governor's desk. 
27 yeas, 13 nays, Madam President. So the bill passes. The proposal eliminates the training requirement as well as a state background check to carry a concealed weapon. Oh. A federal background check remains in place, as do other restrictions put in place by the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Public Safety Act five years ago. And we're about to take a step in the opposite direction, a direction that most of us know is wrong, but some believe is necessary to appease powerful political interests. You still have to have a background and you still have a waiting period. So that will still be in place. So if it worked before, it will continue to work. And also we're gonna align ourselves with 25 other states. And I think it's a uh, time that Florida uh, makes this move. We heard about a 20 to 30% increase in gun violence in states that have adopted this type of legislation. This bill attempts to return the God-given rights of humanity, the God-given rights of self-defense. So we're going to have individuals who have shown that they are a threat in one way or another now able to carry a gun. The 7,000 plus people who weren't allowed to carry a permit or to get a permit and carry a gun legally, do we really suppose that people who were not allowed to carry didn't just carry anyway? Here in South Florida, I've seen the gun violence firsthand, and this would only make it worse. Florida sheriffs uh, wholeheartedly support this good public safety bill. And this reaction from the National Rifle Association. Constitutional carry protects Americans' right to carry a firearm for self-defense. With DeSantis's signature, Floridians will no longer be required to obtain additional permissions from the government and pay additional fees to carry their firearm outside their home. And from Florida Democratic Party leader Nikki Freed, this is just the latest example of DeSantis using this legislative session to push an extreme agenda that puts his own ambitions and special interests, like the gun lobby, ahead of Floridians. I'm Balkis Naray, today in Florida. Well, when permitless carry becomes law, there are some areas where you'll not be able to carry a concealed weapon. That includes school events, police stations, polling places, courthouses, and the state legislature. Um, yes, Javette, I, I agree. Everybody in Florida, just strap up. <laughs> yes, President, we ghetto as heck. I said it. I yep. said it. Why can't we take the gun into a courthouse? It's open anywhere, so let us, let me bring it into the courthouse, the police station, everywhere. You know, don't 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 restrict me. Let me bring it where I want. To. Shouldn't that be your God-given constitutional right, Marlon? Should be. Let me bring it wherever <laughs> I want to go. Ain't nobody gonna take your God-given constitutional right from you. You're gonna be able to carry that weapon anywhere you want to go. That part they just want to. Good morning, everyone. That part they just want to use as a means to incarcerate. That. That is true too. But hold on a I'm second, Donald. Donald, hold on a second. Out order. Go ahead and finish up. Out order. Sorry. I, I know. I, I know how everybody feels. There is a. It's a hot topic with the guns, but. I kind of support a portion of this bill allowing more people to carry weapons. Um, I, I think they need people need training though, but if you have more people that are trained 
and ready and willing to defend their say type. Like I spoke about it before about the schools. I think it's a good idea because just because you make a law restricting guns or restricting something doesn't mean that everybody's going to obey it. Now, if you have people that are known and ready to defend, the chances of someone acting stupid to me are lower. And it, and it's been proven. Like, like Marlon just said about going into courthouse and, and police stations. Um, I used to work in those environments and the amount of people that would, would turn coat and go the other way. If they have, they remember that they have their weapons on them. You'll be astonished. Like they, I've seen people where they would go down the street and do something stupid, but they would not come into where they know they're going to meet any resistance. I think the resistance factor added into this is a part of why the everyone um, people should have weapons. Like there's a, a whole county in Georgia that it's the law that you have to carry. You have to own a gun in your home. And the crime rate of B&Es there, you'll be astonished how low it is. Because everybody knows that you're going to meet resistance. Yeah, I know what county it is. It's right up 75 there before we get to Tennessee. Um, yep, Marietta. Marietta, exactly. <laughs> I know. But, you know, Otada, I I agree with some things you say. But remember, a lot of us, the training, yes. But a lot of us don't know how to control our mind, our anger. Because a lot of us, you have a gun. A gun is power to a lot. I have my gun, I'm powerful. And people tend to use it or pull it and do it at the wrong time and the wrong. So they have to control themselves too. So people have to understand this is very dangerous and this can take a life. So they have to know how to control themselves if they have a gun. It's not something you just pull because remember, when they train you, if you pull it, you have to use it. So people need to control themselves first before they even. You, you need to control before you even buy a gun. If you know you're fidgety and jumpy and and gun crazy, I don't think you need a gun. You have to try to control yourself first. That's me. I wholeheartedly agree with you, and that's why I said they need the training. Because mm -hmm. e even people that wear the uniforms are trained to, to carry weapons. You'd be surprised how fidgety they are and nervous they are when it comes down to it. But if they can make it to where people get mandatory, have to take mandatory training and things like that, I know it's a hard ask, but it, it should be implemented. And I still think that the background checks should be there. The mental health evaluations should be there. But having the deterrent of have, you're going to meet resistance I hardly agree with have, having the resistance there. At least the the scare that you know that you're if you run up on somebody, you might get taken out first. <sighs> they might plan for World War or something. I'm just curious. <laughs> Prezi. I don't yeah. know. I, I really don't know, Prezi. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I'm Pres I'm sorry, Pres I'm so sorry. Hold on, hold your thought, President Donald. Donald wanted to say something, okay. and then President, sorry. No, I'm just amazed of how Republicans just talk about the politicians. They talk about this God-given talent. 
that was be convenient for them. You understand? And as opposed to the training, I mean, yes, you could talk about training, but look at the rate of police killing in America. They have the most training. Training is part of the job. So the whole concept of training people and putting a gun there as deterrent, I personally think in theory, in theory it sounds good, and you might be able to find some isolated statistic to back your position, but on a general, I don't think that works. The more guns you put out there, the more crazy people you're dealing with, the more people will get shot and stuff like that. I don't think when I want to commit a crime, I, I worried at the spur of the moment that, okay, you might have a gun too. Well, I might, make, I might kill you faster because I can't give you time to react. I mean, I just think when you look at the whole gun policy, yeah, it's not working. It's not working. I don't care how much guns you put on the street. It's not going to solve the crime issue. It's not going to solve the issues we're dealing with. And we have tons and tons of other countries where people do not have guns, where we don't have this kind of crimes. So I just think it's just a way for the manufacturers and the powers that be to make their money and stuff like that. And it's become a lucrative business. But I don't think there is anything else to it. And as I said, we could always find statistics to back any position we want to take. But I don't really agree with that position. But you know what is concerning, um, Donald, is they have not said anything as it relates to assault rifles. Nobody's still saying anything about that. What are we going to do about that? But go ahead, Prezi. Go right ahead. Yeah, I mean, Donald, pretty much sum up everything I was about to say. I mean, especially the... the um, the manufacturers because i mean a statistic a statistics that you know most people should be familiar with is the um the revenue that's gained um when it comes to you know gun purchases you know through the state and i mean the i mean how high it is so you know i mean i'm thinking i mean my my thought process is that you know you, you look on look on look on things from that end as well um, because if you're going to make it, you know, this easy for, you know, the, <laughs> the average person to carry around a, a weapon or to seek to have a weapon, I mean, you know, whose pocket is that, you know, filling as well. And even to the point where you're looking at it from, you know, really looking at what the main issues are, right? You know, are the main, are the main issues actually being resolved? Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, focusing on passing a bill for everybody to carry on and you know, a, 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 you know, a gun. I mean, what is that actually in reality really resolving? You know, what issue is that resolving? I guess that's a major question that you know I would pose. You know, what's what, what is it really resolving? You know, based on the other issues that are out there, that. You know that I would even consider to be way, <clears throat> way more important than even this, right? And you're you're looking at you're looking at filling the streets with individual that, you know, <laughs> you 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 you're actually leaving them to their own discretion when you're carrying out when they're carrying around these guns. So in in my in my in my mind, I'm not thinking you're not you're leaving it you're leaving it to them to say okay. They should think before they before they pull the weapon. <laughs> you can't. I mean, people out there already, you know, the, the least little thing they, they get agitated, right? And I think it was out. I know I don't remember who mentioned it, but even when you see some of these um 
body cam footages, right? You can hear the anxiety in some of these um, police officers when they actually discharge a weapon, right? So if anxiety is in these officers who are supposedly well-trained, I mean, the average Joe, what, what, you know, what reaction should they have? You understand? You know, how can they contain their reaction or, their, or control their emotions when they, when, whenever, you know, a, a, a conflict arises? So to me, like, as, as, Dan, as Dan, Dan, um, Donald was saying that, you know, there, um, there, there are plenty other countries out there, right, that have way higher issues than this country in terms of, you know, that, that, would, that, that, that I believe would, would, would warrant the right for every single citizen to be carry, carrying around weapons. And that's not the case, right? So I'm trying to figure out, the main question, why? Why is it needed? You know what concerns me? People who are going to be able to verily, very readily access weapons but have mental health concerns. Because, you know, every, and any shooting now is a mental health issue why people shoot, right? That is something I'm ex gravely concerned about. Yes, they're saying that you still have to do the federal um, background check, right? But everything else, no. You think it's everything the federal going to know about in terms of a person's um, mental well-being? Now, if someone is under psychiatric care, mental health care, um, emotional health care, whatever care as it relates to one's psyche, are the providers going to see to it that a report is made to the federal level at the federal level so that they are flagged instantly? Because that's going to be very important. We're not flagging them at the state level. But if I am a psychiatrist or a psychotherapist or anything to do with the psyche, and someone comes in to me and I am I have to put them on prescription or whatever medication whatever right away i should be mandated to have to send that information to the federal government so that these people are flagged whether the flag uh, somehow when go on them drivers license them state id something but something needs to be done to protect people because right now this is more than the wild wild west i see happening it's going to be a free-for-all for people who don't need to have weapons in their hands at their act, um, to have weapons made available to them. How are we going to counter it? There has to be a counter in plan. Something that will make it hard for them at the federal level. Okay, we're getting rid of the permits. All right, but what we're going to go right ahead. But, Mormons, if you're going to put my sickness, my mental health sickness on my card or in public like that where is my right as a patient to to not have this just disclosed to any and anybody the second thing is again we're talking about mental the people you're talking about probably are the safest group because these are the people seeking help and probably has their mental health under control in this country most of us is one click away from tripping the pressure people is walking around under here in this country most of the mental people with mental health is not diagnosed. How are you going to catch that? That's the reality of the situation, you know. 
awful. Yeah, what did I tell y'all? I've been saying <laughs> for the longest time now. And I'll be in Look, these people founding fathers, that's what I'm calling. You know what I mean? Um, evil, some long time battle that these founding fathers fought against their own king. And then after the battle, you know what I mean? And all them, some of the, as them come up with the constitution and the second amendments. Um, according to this document with this guy that I read, it's not, the, the, these, the second amendment is not really to protect yourself from petty criminals or self-defense. According to him, the document um, was created to protect the people from its own government. And if you listen to some of these guys who live out in the woods and of these groups, militia groups, and them, them, them always are talking about going against the government. They might come with some racist talk, you know what I mean? But for the most part, um, and as, as, well, and as well as to protect them land from foreign invaders, you know what I mean? Um, that which that is the next thing right now, everybody, I watch with what takes place at the border with um, persons, single men where, that's coming from China, you know what I mean? Uh, that's the next thing too. Um, a lot of personal reasons really what take place. Um, they can't tell some of these people, they must say uh, they, they, they might be spies or sleeper cells because these pure single men from China come in. You get me, I say, and the video that I watch them show the news reporter talk to these persons who are coming from China and they ask them, yo, how will they get across? And them actually have a app, uh, I think a telegram, and ways and exactly how and where and how much money you're going to need to come across the border the type of information you're going to need to come across the border you name it and she asks, so what are the prices? like and he might tell her, so well some information might be like from 5,000, 10,000 all the way to 20,000 US dollars so these people have come across the border with all the information where others don't have and safely make it across because they said the safest part for come across are uh, California rather than Arizona and Texas the safest part are come across from California side and they may easily be able to come over to the US <laughs> you know what I mean and them pay for, the, for these informations and pay for these informations like 5, 10, 20 thousand US dollars so they just have these money just readily for pay for this information. So when people they must show this stuff and if you read the comments, people say, yo, at time these like coming like some sleeper cell or a spies. You, you see what takes place right now people still up on the edge with the whole Chinese balloon, with the whole Chinese balloon thing. Because a lot of these um, people have them guns to protect themselves from foreign entities, foreign invaders, as well as their own government. You get what I said? Again, you dip on the ear, so certain things we can't really say. You get what I said? We can't really say certain things. I mean, matter of fact, we were saying the video from yeah, a while ago about yeah. a case with um, Sleepy Joe right now. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if you talk about it because I'm not all the time I'm in the room. Yeah, not all the time. But after, how is. What, okay. 
what are we gonna do now though to counter what we have to deal with in florida right that's what i want to know how are what are we going to do what can we do to see to it that our legislators have something in place to protect everybody with now making it easier for everyone to have access to guns what can we do to put in some type of protective measures what do those protective measures look like because i don't want to know that i'm not a gun carrier walking down the road me bump on somebody them get pissed and then shoot me kill me because everybody has a weapon and everybody is t- properly wound up that is what i want to know how are we going to counter that well you can get, again when i can bring it to um these hearings whenever they have these um hearings um wherever it them keep it uh, or come up with petitions and stuff like that you know i mean advice and opinions but really actually them, them these people don't care again it's all about them nature and where them see as their god-given rights how so- it was so the best thing you can do in the meantime is you have if you never carry a gun before, you better learn start carry a gun. No, no, I already talk. Yeah, I yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah. yeah, but I want to see. I, you see, we keep. I, I don't. What I'm trying to find is something that can go on the books. I think someone else was gonna make a response. Something on the books to protect yeah. me. At this point, I don't see anything changing. Um, with the amount of mass shooting, kids dying, and I don't see anything changing until um we brave up and make some amendment to the constitution in regards to the right to bear arms understand that it's there but that was written when they had one pop and and gunpowder and those stuff it's 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 not relevant now so until there is some change to that in the constitution i don't see anything getting better because once that is there there's always going to be a pushback 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 to any kind of bill that we'll put forward and try to put in place to protect ourselves. Once that is there, it's going to be like an uphill battle. Um, other countries, when they have match shooting or whatever, they can quickly change the gun laws to suit them and protect themselves because they don't have that to worry about and, and a left wing and a right wing fighting against this and try to uphold something that's not relevant in today's society. So. Uh, I think as long as that is there, we we just have to just arm our, arm ourselves. And so that's that's, that's what we're gonna keep going back to. Everybody arming themselves. Okay. But I wanna I wanna know. You you said it's just they do the state level. Who determines it's only state level background check you get when you go to the gun shop and they say, okay, you live in Florida, so. I'm going to just run you for the state level. And who determines who get a federal background check? I think they should do federal for everybody if they're going to do whatever they're doing. Because remember, if it's just if they just do a state background check, people can beat it because people come from different states. All they need to do is just come to get a Florida ID and go buy a gun. A criminal can come to Florida get an ID and go buy a gun if they're just doing state because they could come from Georgia. And if you don't do a federal background check, how you know this person is not a criminal? 
because I can move from Georgia as a criminal, come to Florida, get my ID, and go buy a gun because you don't do a federal background check. Hold on, Marlon, stick a pin. You mean, so federal doesn't have the information that the state would have about you. So if I'm a criminal oh. in, in um, Georgia and I yeah. move to Florida and a federal background check is run, it won't show up on the federal? It will show on the federal, but not on the state because they own a run in the state of Florida. But now so, they're saying there will be no state background. It will not be run at the state level, but the federal level. Oh, they, oh they're doing federal, not yeah. state. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thought it was just the state they were doing. That. Okay. No, they're eliminating okay. state and just doing federal. Okay. All right. My bad. I missed that. Okay. 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 I was a little confused there. All right. Go ahead. Next person. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah I, I think the most dangerous thing with this is it, it seemed like it's it's aimed to arm a certain group of people because you all know the, the reality already like um police will continue to target especially like young black men so like you could end up with a criminal record for just walking and then that's going to take away your right from from to own a, a gun right so i yeah I, th I think it's dangerous like if if it was equal like fair game that everyone could really you know own a gun the same way the same way with the voting system like you know criminal if, if if you're in prison if you go to prison or whatever um your voting rights is gone and stuff like that so they could target and and you know the police already cannot be trusted so they can target you and say okay you know everyone have the right to bear arms now but we're going to eliminate this group by giving them a criminal record so that's that's a very dangerous part in in the system to that i'm seeing hmm. so james i'm gonna ask you a question since you are, are, are our neighbor what's the gun what's the gun policy in canada well canada like it's i, I think less than one percent of um canadians um own gun and even um last year like through the strip away um some of the gun rights they were they were calling in back certain guns um and it's it's a very rigorous um, process you have to go through to get a gun here and as i said like very minimal like people people mostly have gone for like hunting but it's it's almost like non-existence like you don't really hear the, the problems with gun in canada is um illegal guns coming across the border and um, linked to the criminal underground trade. But in terms of legal firearm, there's not, it's not a big issue here. Like politicians take the subway. You could run into the mayor for the city on the subway. So that, that's how the, people are not really worried about gun crime here per se. The biggest, our biggest worry right now is like mental health issue where like people losing themselves, stabbing up people or pushing people in front of subways and, and, and trains. Yeah, but yeah, gun like people don't really talk about it. We just when we want to hear about gun, we just turn on CNN and, and, and listen to what's going on in America. But not not much of that activity goes on here. Yeah, I think them said the high power rifles are banned in Canada. Not uh, um, right, right, James? Yeah, yeah. Most of the hunters like you, you really hear um, are, are like some people anti gun collectors, but not. Like very minimal, very minimal. You don't you don't really hear um, 
yeah, mass shooting and stuff like that in, in Canada. Probably one every five years or something like that. And to address it. May I watch the wrong news, man? <laughs> there's a mass shooting like every year in Canada. And especially now in the Caribbean community, every party will keep their shoot up. So where they get, I know those guns is coming from the US, but to me, Canada have a gun problem. I couldn't, I, I couldn't, the last, the last shooting in a party that's like a, a Caribbean um, thing was like about seven years ago. Like, I don't know, where are um, you coming from? There was, there, there was a shooting last year. Um, where? Shooting, I, I forget what the, 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 the event, they moved from Jamaica and keep up there. I don't remember the name of the event. It was an all-white event. What about the Caravana shootings? I'm up to... Yeah, yeah, watch the same news, but no, anyway, it's not <laughs> no, the like it, it's nothing compared to the US, so we don't even have a talk. No, this. like there, there has been shooting at Carabana before, but like not mass shooting, like like um gang members end up in the same place, and that was like years ago. So most most stabbings and stuff like that, but not as I said, like they're shooting and it, it's it's linked to the the criminal, uh, like the. Like you have mafia shooting, and you have the drug dealer them. Like you have the Asian um, drug cartel them, and occasionally shooting goes on there, but not the same way. Like not mass shooting, mostly linked to like drugs and 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 gangs and 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 stuff like that. But yeah, apart from that, I I don't really hear like people people getting upset and going shooting up places. Like any any shooting that I've heard in recent time, it's linked to gang. The Carabana shooting. Like people go party and then they meet them enemy and them shoot out, and you know one person gets shot or two people get shot or whatever, but nothing like any big mass shooting. Oh boy, um, so. Oh, uh, really? Quick. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Afro. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I mean, I, so uh, respond to um, Jerry just earlier. I said, boy, back in the days, I want for fun. Um, going forward, I think that use. So that. It, it really won. The amendment kind of irrelevant. Um, but right now, to them, all them people are free. They must have the bigger the threat, the bigger the gun they need for have. So I have to kind of think like them to kind of understand where they come um, Why them say certain things or do certain things and come up with certain laws. You get me? I say so. Yeah, just have me want to say. You know what I mean? That's why I see them have them tank. Man have tank out here. Um, during the pandemic, man out there with bazooka, eh? a bazooka, throw around him shoulder. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm AR-15 and him gun on him side, how much magazine and tactical vest. And out there say, oh yeah, um, I need to go, we need, we can't get to go to Subway and uh, we can't go to the barber shop. You know what I mean? You need a bazooka and AR-15 and a Glock on your, 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 your foot for protest so you can't go Subway. You get um, so <laughs> I, I, I'm on a driver with tank, yeah. So, oh, yeah, I, I just feel them thing that you know, what I mean, and, and, and the same nature and them so called God given gift that's how they got this country. And they're gonna continue have these things in place so they can continue keep this country, you know, what I mean, and yeah, I, I just feel them thing that. And there's nothing that nothing anything can do, uh, no one can do to change that unless some kind of entity come from above and just <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Brother. yeah but yeah that's that.
All right. Thank you, everyone, for your comments on that topic. We do have to keep it moving, unfortunately. But um, let me see if I can grab this one real quick. Health and science news. Moringa. I'm sure we've all heard about this one. Now it's the new popular um, natural herb. Um, so the Moringa oleifera is a tree that grows in tropical and subtropical regions of the world. The entire tree is edible and is used as a staple food or medicinal plant in many parts of the world, including the Caribbean. Moringa is known to boost energy, aid in weight loss, reduce stress, improve digestion, stabilize blood sugar, boost the immune system and promote hair growth and, uh, among other things. If you've ever heard the term grows like weeds, one of the things it obviously applies to in St. Kitts is the Moringa tree because these trees are everywhere. It's amazing though that this tree, which is hailed for its nutritional superiority and its ability to apparently cure over 300 diseases, isn't that highly regarded on the island. Of course, some people can be seen picking the leaves for cooking, or making tea, but it is just not in very high demand. Perhaps it is the fact that it is so readily available. Whatever the reason, we at Loop Caribbean have learned some great things about Moringa that we want to share. That's M-O-R-I-N-G-A. This superfood can be consumed in so many ways, including salads, juices, shakes, and baked goods. It is made up of different parts. The flowers, pollen, seeds, which are found inside pods, and leaves, all of which are taken, packaged, and sold for consumption in what can only be described as a condensed version of the purity that can be found on the tree. The leaves, said to be the most nutritious part of the plant, contains vitamins B, C, K, and protein, and more. Other parts of the tree are edible too. Seeds are pressed for oil. Flowers, roots, and mature seeds are consumed. They can be used in smoothies. So the moringa leaves are a great addition to a green smoothie. You can pair it with a banana, cinnamon, water, or plant-based milk and your choice of fruits for flavor. All right, salads. The leaves of the moringa can be sprinkled on any salad, whether it be a green salad or potato salad. It offers those nutrients that everyone raves about when it comes to the plant. And the flower can also be used in this way as well. You can use it as a tea. Right? You know, we Caribbean people, we love with tea. Everything is tea. Tea cures everything. You just steep the leaves in boiled water as would be done with and with other leaves and drink alone or mixed with your favorite uh, sweetener. And you can also put it in soup. Yes, we're talking about stews, gravies, stir fries, soups, broth, just about anything you can think of. The great thing about cooking with Moringa is that it does not change the taste of your meal just a little bit. So it doesn't change it very much. So you can get the added health benefits without an overbearing taste. Moringa leaves can be consumed in many different ways, including through capsules, powder, whole and raw recipes can be found uh, for caffeine-free Moringa latte, more, you know, Moringa pizza, 
cream cheese, moringa bread, moringa roti, moringa quiche, and even scrambled eggs a la moringa. Whatever you choose to make with moringa, rest assured it will be filled with nutrients. So nature, folks, nature has everything that we need. And imagine we have these things at our disposal in the Caribbean and we took them for granted. Well, here is another reminder that we want to cure ourselves. We can cure it through nature. We just have to get back to basics. Go right ahead. Press you know, it, go ahead. The old people crazy with oh. their bush tea, right? <laughs> <laughs> For real. Oh, you know what's a good one before I let, um, um, Prezi, I'm sorry. What's a good one? rosemary so for the first time i had rosemary tea when we were with my mom um last week and let me tell you something it really knocks you out not that i had trouble going to sleep right but i was yawning pretty early it calms you and it puts you to sleep so if you are sleep deprived if you struggle with um going to sleep try it doesn't hurt you know there's chamomile tea but go get the moringa sprig I'm, I'm sorry the sprigs of rosemary boil it make a tea and try that and see if that helps all right just a little recommendation you know the the rosemary is good for um seafood too right good in steak i know that and I, yeah, it's good it's it's good um on lobster especially and like shrimp garlic. yeah garlic um rosemary yes yeah yeah, yeah so yeah like we and that's why that's why I'm upset about this goat thing in Jamaica because we have all of this stuff in Jamaica, you know. And like maybe the Rastafarians are not a good example of to, to market like these stuff, but the Rastafarians use these stuff a lot in Jamaica. But I think the the alternative lifestyle with the with the excessive smoking, because sometimes people will see the Rasta them and say like, you always see like the no teeth Rasta them and them look older than them age. And you're like, they're eating healthy, so why they look like this? You know, but um, older folks, our grandparents, I used to use all of these stuff. Like, my grandfather never got to the hospital until, like, he went to the hospital, like, this year and, like, last year and then this year died. Something like that. Like, in his 90s. And these are the stuff that um, they used to use in the country. So, yeah, we have them in Jamaica. Use them. I, I don't think... Let me tell you how I look at life, uh, James. Yes, a hell, having a healthy lifestyle, exercise, what you consume, plays a role in the quality of life. Um, they have a saying, when your time up, your time up. Whether you're 70, 80, 90, right? Your time going to be up. But I think it leads to the quality of life, and that's what we should um, aim for. You know, we don't know the hour, we don't know the time. But at least if I'm going to be here for 50 years, let me be here for 50 good years, 50 years of taking care of myself. And I think that's what we need to promote. Minimize what we are taking in, in terms of chemicals that are pushed on us as seen as the only way to cure something. So quality of life through diet is important, what we consume. Uh, yes, Donald, ginger is great. Ginger and clove tea is good. Clove is good for stomach aches. And, you know, as, as long as we keep getting this information, I'm going to keep pushing it. Whatever we can do. Soursop leaves, good too, they say, for um, aiding in, um, whatchamacallit, cancer, fighting cancer. And, you know, anyone else who has um, any information that you come across, please send it over to us so we can 
share this information because a lot of young people in particular, we are so far removed from nature. So far removed. Turmeric is really good for the information and stuff. I know I had a knee problem for years and I used turmeric with apple cider vinegar, cayenne pepper, and um, lemon, half a lemon with eight ounces of water, warm water. And that literally healed me. So the turmeric is really, really, really good. It's, yes, thank you for sharing that. Thank you, Donald. So folks, let us get back to the basics. Everything we need is in nature. But we have moved away from our great-grandparents, our grandparents, and our mothers. We will make a mockery of folks who live in the countryside and go pull them bush for everything. We need to not do that anymore because that is what is going to save us in the long run and it is that time unfortunately we are out of time but we're gonna you know we'll be back here monday thankfully i want you all to have a wonderful weekend to my folks on qmzreader.com remember for quality music while you work or play keep it logged on to www.qmzreader.com for that good music to get you through your day to everyone on JanoRadio.com. Thank you so much. Don't forget to download the Jano Radio app. J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio. Take us on the go. Especially when you want that non-stop party vibe. Clubhouse. What can I say? Couldn't do this without each and every one of you. I am truly appreciative to everyone with me in the audience below. Mike, Notice, MK, Sula, Virginia, Geely, Tasha, and everyone else that was here earlier. I appreciate you. Appreciate your sharing the space. Appreciate you making your comments via the chat. Always grateful. And everyone on stage with me for lending your voice to the conversation. Dre, Prezi, Otada, Crystal, James, Marlon, Apple, Donald, DJ Teflon, Sunet, and everyone else that was here with us earlier. Thank you for ever grateful. To my co-mod, Sunet, Javed, and Rosolo, I appreciate each and every one of you. Want to wish you all a wonderful weekend. Hit that reset button. Do something for you. Pour into you. Renew you. Love on you. And I'll see you all right back here Monday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, when we do it all over again. Coffee until World News on the Go, where I read the news and we share our views. And a quick reminder, do not forget to check out CBS tomorrow, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern, as we watch the final for the takedown between San Diego State University and the Florida Atlantic Owls. Yes, sir. As well as the game after that will be the... Huskies, UConn, University of Connecticut, and the Hurricanes, University of Miami. I am rooting for the two Florida teams because I want to see them go head-to-head to take this down. And, of course, I have to support Marlon's nephew, Michael Forrest, who was, you know, greatly responsible for helping them get to the Final Four. So keep it locked, folks. Thank you so much. Take care of yourselves. This is Moments with me signing out of QMZ Radio and Jano Radio.